The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of salt. So unplug and tune in because we're talking human simulation movies. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Alex, the Salty Nerd. And just a quick reminder, this episode is available everywhere where you get your podcasts at Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and YouTube. I'm joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds. Matt Vader is here. What's up, dude? Hey, bud. I'm we, here. We got something going on today. We do have something going on. What are we? You went shopping. We got some stuff. We got some stuff. We got some stuff. We're going to be doing a giveaway give tonight. Away. I am trying to do it without the There you light. go. There, okay, that, so there we, got, we go. We got a DVD uh-huh. of The Goonies. Yeah. We also Your have, favorite movie of all time. Fuck that movie. We also have Godzilla, King of Monsters. One of my favorite movie of all time. And are the pins a different thing or are they going in the package? No, we're just going to throw them in there. Okay. You might even throw other stuff in so there. So you know? this is how it's going to work, guys. We've got two code words throughout this episode. So you have to tell us what both code words are. Go to saltingerdiscord.com, hop into the contest chat room. It's going to be a separate chat room just for this contest and let us know what those code words are. What's going to happen is we're going to take everybody who has the answer. We're going to take them all those names. We're going to put up in a pool. We're going to put it on the little internet freaking lottery thing. And we're going to pick one name that comes up and we're going to ship those to you. I have to stress one thing. What's one thing? Um, USA only. Yes. yes. I'm yes. very sorry for our, for our, for our non across, for our across the pond listeners, but Listen, I'm not spending 80 bucks to ship. 80? That's the, cheap. $10 yeah, with the movies so over. It just, it just can't happen. Not right now. I, I sent I sent Cody Conradi a freaking mug for $200. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, it's insane, guys. Yeah. But, uh, We've so, learned those lessons the hard way, yeah. you guys. And, and sorry if you're not in the U.S., you can't participate. We're really sorry so, about that. If you're U.S.-based, yeah. hop into saltingyourdiscord.com and type in the two secret codes that are going to come up during this episode, and you will get... One of these two episodes. Are we sending it up as a package, too, or just two different people? It's a no, package it's just deal. A, it's, it's a package one. deal. Oh, one shit. Winner. It's one, one winner. winner. One winner for a package deal. Two DVDs and a box of uh, stickers and pins. If this if this goes well, we'll, we'll do we'll, more. We'll do more stuff. Yeah. It's a test. It's, it's fun. It's just fun stuff. It's just a fun do. little thing that Vader just decided to do yesterday. Yeah. He did. We he were like, a, you know what? That does sound fun. Where are we at? Target? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, those look fun. <laughs> I'm nice. buying these for our people. Nice. Yeah. yeah Very cool. good. All right. Jude is also here. What's Hello. up? Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, thank you so much for these drinks. You're welcome. I've had three by now. And I'm freaking <laughs> toasted. <laughs> Matthew Kadish, the man behind the curtain. Welcome, sir. Thank you. So this was my week. I got to pick the theme, and then we picked uh, these movies to kind of go with it. I'm very excited to get to talk to these. But before we get going, I just want Jude to point out her shirt so that other oh, yeah. people can enjoy it. <laughs> duck, move it, yeah. Duck, duck, goose. Yeah, from Top Gun. Top Gun. Anyway, all right. So today's uh, theme is uh, human surrogates or human sim. So it's like a, kind of like a metaverse thing where you, you're in a, like, it's weird. It's a weird theme. Where'd you come it, it, up with it, this theme it, from? It's basically about like, average, well, you know, the whole metaverse thing uh, nowadays where basically the idea is that humans uh, can't operate in the real world anymore. And so like they go out and they have avatars that they use to interact with with the world uh, through and it's kind of becoming sl- slowly becoming a reality. It kind of is. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I just thought it'd be fun to do a week talking about movies that o- almost predicted this. So we're doing um, Bruce Willis's surrogates and Gerard Butler's gamer. Mm-hmm. And then last we're talking about 
Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. That's Uh right. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun week. We're really looking forward to this. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us. Before we get into our first movie, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to take a sip of my drink and then we'll get right into it. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome back, everybody. All right, before we get into the first movie, Jude has a message for you. Take it away, Jude. Hello. I'm going to give you the synopsis of surrogates in just a second. But before I do, I just wanted to talk to you about how you can help support us and the show without spending any money. So first of all, wherever you're watching, just hit the thumbs up button or leave us a comment. We love comments. We always read them. And if you're listening to the audio only version, just scroll down, hit that fifth star and leave us a five star review. It really helps us out. And also, if you have time for it, leave us a comment. Again, we always read them and sometimes we read them on the show. Um, and if you have an extra couple of bucks during the month and you want to share it with us, we accept and we thank you very much for it. And we have a Patreon for that. So you can join us at saltynerdclub.com and you can join at either the five or $30 tier. And that gives you access to four extra episodes that nobody else gets access to every single month and our backlog of all of our content. And you get to do fun stuff with us. Like Every month we do a trivia based on the shows that we do for Patreon. And we're always in Discord at saltynerddiscord.com. And we're chatting with our fans and our patrons. And we're in there every single day. And you can be a saltine with us. And now, 2009 Surrogates, rated PG-13 with a runtime of 1 hour 29 minutes. This gentleman had a budget of $80 million. What do you think this brought into the box office, Alex? $24 million. All right, Vader. I think you're high. I think I am not high. No, on no, no, drunk. no, 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 no. I, 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 no, I meant your, your number's high. I think your number's high. Oh, okay. What'd you say, 24? 24 million. I'm going to go $1, Bob. 
<laughs> I think that you will be disappointed to know that this brought in with an $80 million budget, $122 million what? at the box Bruce office. Willis, bro. Wow. Was this like his last good movie? <laughs> good? You call this good? I'm not going to lie uh, to you guys. Listen to me. This this was my favorite movie of the world. What? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I can't talk to you the rest I, of the podcast. I'm, well, I kind of want him to leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> but this movie... Um, kind of freaked me out. Oh, well, yeah, it's a sad it, it, it movie. Fucking freaked me out. Yeah. Um, and the other two movies, one of them pissed me off, and the other one was just Steven Spielberg spending a lot of fucking money. So, um, mm. this movie, yeah. So, people have no reason to listen to the rest of this podcast then, as <laughs> yeah, far as your opinion I, is concerned. No, I, just, you know, <laughs> I didn't pick the order we're reviewing these in. You know, I know I'm off from what you guys are thinking. But uh, there's there's a lot to unpack in this thing. And um, I, I feel a lot of it like um, I take a lot of this movie personally because it's weird. Yeah. But anyway, Jude, you got a synopsis to do. So yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> all right. I love your synopsis, by the way. I know you weren't here for it, but when Tom was doing your synopsis, synopsis. Synopsi. Synopsi. Synopsis. Freaking amazing. Oh, thank you. So I got to edit them this week and I just got done. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, the Connor McLeod one was my favorite. So good. I could be only one. And I loved it because like this is a little behind the scenes stuff for our people. But like when I'm editing Jude's synopsis, when Jude has like a long synopsis and it's like a minute and a two minutes long, I have to take clips from the movie and like put it together in a way that like lines up with her synopsis. When she did the the Forger synopsis, and it was literally one sentence, I did two clips. Chef's kiss. And it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. You are welcome. Take it away. In the future, everyone is bullshit. Not daring to be seen without their full-size Instagram filters, the gross humans use surrogates to go out into the world to live their lives for them, while the soft, old, delicate versions of themselves stay at home hooked up to VR pods controlling their counterparts. It's great for keeping kids from getting kidnapped, keeping the cops from getting shot, and keeping that VOD in smash form. When a couple of surrogates are found dead outside of a club, young, tough, full head of hair having cop Bruce Willis and his partner track down the owners and find that they too are dead, and one of them is the son of the man who invented surrogates. Ving Rhames is the leader of a group of people adamantly against the use of surrogates and is also full of shit. Every time he gets assassinated, he just hops into a new surrogate and keeps on preaching to his followers for the end of surrogacy. He's stolen a weapon that can kill the surrogate as well as its user, and he's partnered with the police chief. But speaking of partners, remember that guy whose, kill, whose kid was killed at the beginning of the movie? He murdered Bruce Willis's partner and has been hiding inside her surrogate suit, pretending to be a cop to get the evidence he needs to exact revenge upon the people responsible for his son's death. Also, Bruce Willis's son died in a car accident that left his wife, Rosamund Pike, with a facial scar, and that's why he's blonde now. Discuss. This is a sad movie. It's so fucking weird. I hated it. It's sad. Listen. This is real life. What are you talking about? It's so this is, this fucking. Is, this is this is this is, this is this is the beginning of the Twitch culture of of 
YouTube oh, video gamers. Listen, of uh, this, this I is, know this is gonna fucking happen. Vader is gonna have that fucking blonde wig oh. of his and his surrogate. Dude, listen, he's every every fucking person out there that has an Oculus Rift wishes this is the, the way the world was because that this is where we're going, and this is why this movie fucking freaked me the hell out. I'm, I'm not even joking. I, I know you're not. This joking. movie tweaked my brain. Um, every God. time, all I all I could see in my in, in in when I was watching this whole movie was that character in that old school World of Warcraft South Park episode of that <laughs> fat, bald, gross, dirty, sitting in his own fucking filth, fat piece of shit playing his game. Yeah, because except that's what every human on the planet has devolved into. Right. Everybody's fat, gross. Full of pimples, got their shit bucket sitting next to them, next to their pod, with fucking catheters attached to their dicks, and it's it's nasty, and and it's just, ugh. You're going fucking dark. Oh yeah, dude. This is this is what I see, and and it scares me. You want you want to go and, even darker? Yeah, I do. Because like this could be seen as a metaphor for life during the COVID lockdown. Yeah, where like the surrogates are basically like the masks that you have to wear mm-hmm. outside. And, and uh, people are just afraid to go outside. Oh, no. no. I mean, it's broken. The, the well, I'm very drunk right now, listen. guys, just so you know. So everything's <laughs> going to be 10 times amplified with my brain. The, the whole concept behind this movie, which is kind of the same concept for all three movies today, but this one took it to the darkest place to me. This movie just fucking, it freaked me out. Really? And I, and I think that's why so it did was it my freak favorite. you out because you're like, yes, I would participate in that? There's, there's, a, there's, there's a part of me that would. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also a part of me that goes, no, this, this, this is there's, wrong. There's a part it's of wrong. Me, there's a part of me that makes me go, okay, I need to get my fat fucking ass off the couch and go to the park. Right. That's, that's what yeah. this movie is. Well, that's why I me. go camping. Yeah. I, I, because disconnect from everything internet related. You know, you know, I go the fuck out in the middle of nowhere and I hang out yeah, with my yeah. family for a couple of days. I, and you I, do pull-ups on trees? Fuck yes, I do. <laughs> I, this, uh, this, uh, this morning, a couple hours ago, mm. I had to get up an hour early today because I needed to go take my wife to the auto shop. I needed to go drop her car off and do some stuff. Right. Oh, um, why didn't you have your surrogate take her? Well, well yeah. It's just like I'm, I'm driving around. And so, like, in our neighborhood, there's a fucking charter school. Okay? So, for some reason, everybody in the world has to drop their fucking kids off with their goddamn Lexuses and their electric cars, right? Except they're all assholes. They're all dicks. And they have to all come into my neighborhood at the same fucking time and drive through my area and drop their fucking kids off everywhere and punk their horns and get rude and shit with me because I'm just trying to leave my driveway, <laughs> right? It's, it's ridiculous. And, and, and the time I drove to my wife's office to pick her car up, I wanted, I, I, I thought like at least six, seven times, I wish I had my surrogate to do this shit because I'm going to fucking die because I hate people and people hate me and I don't need this world. I was so angry. This is going to be a fucked up episode. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And, and, and it would be so much easier if I could just like get out of bed and go jump in my fucking stupid pod. Yeah, but you're just going to, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a second. Wait a second. It was insane. Because you are spending the same amount of I'm sorry yeah, but at least I don't want to say I don't want to say spending you're wasting mm-hmm. the same amount of time yeah. sitting in that stupid surrogate chair yeah. as you are sitting in your car yeah, driving. But, but but at least if I if I'm in, if I'm in my stupid pod I can have my surrogate fucking er, stop in the middle of the road and go pull out another fucking robot out of the car and put a bullet in its fucking head 
and, and, and not care because I know I'm not fucking hurting anybody, really, so right? Basically, he just and, wants to be able to murder. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But at the same time, I'm, I'm like, I'm, and then I go, Which what am I doing? The next movie will. What get am to. What am I thinking? This 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 whole concept is crazy. It, it broke your brain. Didn't it broke, broke my. It broke it. Broke into my brain. Yeah, it broke my brain. It um, broke your brain. I I I, I just. We're not even talking about the movie. No, no, but we kind of are because it's the concept behind the movie. Yeah, it's yeah. like people are so fucking fragile, weak, limp, and soft that they, that they want they would rather get out of their bed and get in their other bed in their pod and and live their life through a goddamn robot. Yeah. So it, there's it, like two different factions. There's like the people who use surrogates in yeah. this movie, and then there's which is the, the people, majority. Yeah, and then there's the people who are like, "Fuck that! We want to end that. We want to make everyone stop doing that." Yeah. But mm-hmm. like the people who've been using surrogates, there's a there's a point where Bruce Willis's surrogate it gets destroyed, and he has to like just live life in his own meat suit, mm-hmm. and he is so unprepared to just like walk down the mm-hmm. street and yeah. like like. Like things whizzing past him and feeling like feeling the Real world life. around him is yeah. fucking traumatizing. Yeah, I mean, and he almost can't do it. Yeah. There, there's an overlying message about how fucked up this is through this whole movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time they show somebody that's that's in a that's in a pod controlling the surrogate, they're fat, gross, gross, covered Old. with pimples, got yeah. fucking hair growing out of weird spots. And well, stuff. they're they're and just, just they don't take care of themselves yeah, anymore because yeah, they don't they have probably, to. Probably I can I can smell them through this because <laughs> because they're they're so used to being isolated in their little pods yeah. and they present like you like perfect perfect synopsis mm-hmm. is the Instagram filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instagram is this That's movie. What it is. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, like my wife says it all the time. She's like, oh, I'm watching all these family people, right? Because we have a ton of kids and they have a ton of kids and their life is freaking perfect. No. Our life is trashed. And I'm like, no, 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 babe. That's Instagram. Yeah. They are showing you what their best version of themselves is yeah. when their house is clean and their kids are well behaved and they have a ton of money and they're doing all this. Like, that's bullshit. Everything's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. That's this movie. Like we're bullshit. Hyper. The, this is a produced podcast. Yeah. I edit out the shit where I'm too drunk to talk. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best I ever looked. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's like, that. If you think I'm just all right, this is as good as it gets for me. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, I think I agree with Vader. This movie, to a certain extent, like really friction, like bugs it, with your brain a little bit. Your brain. Because yeah. it puts a microscope on everything that we're already yeah. doing all, and all, just takes it a step further. All three of the movies that we're talking about this week kind of touch on the same kind of weird, how lazy can we fucking get with our lives? And kind also of like what, what, what's real to you? Is that real? Or yeah. is this real? Yeah. And it just kind of depends on, on what you want to be real because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want this old ass, <laughs> overweight version of me to be real i want the hot like 20 year old version of me to be right. real so that's what i choose yeah i mean th- and, and it's even really interesting sorry vader no. it's really interesting too it's like um the dynamic between bruce willis and his wife oh yeah and, like she won't even touch him she won't leave her room like, she won't leave gross. her room unless she's in a surrogate but right. like when he's not in his surrogate she won't touch him. Yeah. She barely looks at him because she, she can't bear to that, without that, his surrogate. So like once his, he goes on a hunt for this, there's this weapon that is able to kill the real human behind the surrogate, 
God. Yeah, just yeah, keep I'm going. so sorry, it guys. Turns your brain into so mush. It, like, yeah. it goes through your surrogate and it, it, it reacts with your actual brain and ends up killing you, which is not mm-hmm. supposed to be able to happen. But right. they have the specialized, you know, militaristic weapon that does that. The surrogate. You know what? My surrogate would never be able to get as fucked up as me right now. Let's. <laughs> so like he goes on this rant, you know he goes on this hunt to find this person who's who's killing all these people and he ends up injuring his surrogate in which you know, like an arm cuts off and his sur- surrogate dies and he's like well now i have nothing all i have is my human body and he goes and he sees his wife and his wife is like where's your where's your actual like where's your avatar don't come at me without a condom yeah on, sir like where like <laughs> you look gross right now and i was like god like it does it messes with your head it messes yeah. with your head a lot yeah this movie like i don't I don't love this movie. It's not a great movie. It's a little boring. It's kind of slow. And, yeah. and 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 Bruce Willis does his Bruce Willis thing where he just looks bored in every scene. It makes a lot of really good points, but oh. it's also not a good movie. Yeah, oh. right. Like, oh. like the oh. concept of this movie is brilliant. Yeah. But the delivery of it is like <sighs> snorefest. Oh, like, I hated like, it. Yeah. I know this movie wasn't very well acted, but it's got some pretty cool actors in it. And I think I, I liked it the most because just the concept of this mo- of this thing mm-hmm. was just so far out there. I mean, we all know we, we're getting our fucking Oculus Rifts and we're some of this stuff. I don't is, have one. Some yet, of this stuff, especially like in Ready Player One, like we're going to talk about later, is is starting to come true. Yeah. Some of, you know, that's what the whole metaverse thing is. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. You know, and I don't want to pivot to that movie, but but we're going there. OK, this this is extreme, but it it, it makes you ask questions to yourself. It's like. Would you do this? What side of the fence would you sit on? Would, I think, would you would you live with the humans that are like anti surrogate? Would you would you have a you guys? Would, would you go down to the Would you go down to the pod dealership and buy yourself a really hot I'm sorry, dude? You, and, guys, and a pod, I wonder how much those things cost. So, okay, so do you, do you buy them like a car? How here's does a, that work? Here's a perfect example. Okay, so in my, my real life, I work in mm-hmm. a in a very dangerous industry where mm-hmm. I could literally die at any moment. I was mm-hmm. just I was just doing something at work last week where I was like, if I tripped up. And I made a mistake. You're dead. I'd be off a cliff. It would be done. I'd be over. Alex would be dead. Right. I, I was doing that last week for freaking thirty dollars an hour. Um, I would have a hundred percent put like, oh yeah, I'll do a surrogate, and I'll operate the machinery via a remote. Yeah. That sure. way I'm safe. But in this situation where you're like living everyday life, yeah, I'm a hundred percent against that. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to go camping. I'm going to go spend time with my kids. I'm going to go out in the real world. I'm going to do some pull-ups, some push-ups, and yeah. try not to turn into a freaking slob and just, like, live my life and and yeah. be what I am. I, I mean, in this world, all four of us, you two are upstairs. Alex is in us, and I'm going to have my house. And our, our perfectly formed surrogates are sitting here at this table talking like we are right now, going... Oh yes, I mean, I mean, where's I my mask? Talk like what we where's talk. my white mask? But it's so it's so weird. And I put just, your surrogate back on the charger. Oh shit! Okay. It's, it's, I don't know, man. This movie just really so it freaked my brain we've out. We've been we've been talking for a couple of minutes. And we haven't gotten a single word out of Kate, so I'm going to let Kate well, just talk about why did you pick role. this movie? What is your what's your synopsis? Kept, of okay, it? so all week long, I kept trying to figure out. Why? Oh, he would 100% be a surrogate user. You yeah, think? No, I, I was trying to figure out why he picked these movies. And every movie I was like, did you build this week around this movie? And he was like, nope. <laughs> I'm so interested to know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Take it away, Candace. The floor is yours, sir. Well, we kind of mentioned about how, like, the, the whole human simulation thing is slowly becoming a reality. Uh-huh. 
And so like these three movies definitely fit the bill in like kind of different ways with this movie in particular. So it's based on a comic book actually. Um, and uh, this movie kind of followed the storyline of the comic book a little bit loosely, but um, the comic book was a lot darker. So like for instance, um, uh, Bruce Willis's character uh, is, his name is Greer. And uh, in the comic books, he's like a, a cop basically. And his wife is addicted to surrogacy. And so like at the end of the movie, when all the surrogates go offline and people are forced to, you know, go out in their human forms, uh, she commits suicide because she can't handle it. And, oh, man. That, and that's how like the story ends. But in this world, so basically you have this inventor who figures out a way to create some type of neural link with uh, machinery. And he initially does it because he's handicapped, like he's in a wheelchair. And he wants to create an experience where people who have disabilities can function normally in the, in the world. And then the military gets a hold of this technology and they figure out how to make like fully formed like soldiers on the battlefield. So like uh, these machines are like running around, they're like jumping, they're, they're fighting and stuff like that. So like they become very responsive. And because this is a government funded thing, more and more people start looking at this as the possibility to, you know, get rid of like medical costs and get rid of like crime and get rid of all this stuff. And so the government starts uh, granting people access to these surrogates. They make it legal to basically like inhabit a surrogate and have that be like your representation in life. And um, this movie kind of picks up, uh, it takes place in 2017, which is kind of funny, <laughs> uh, but it, it kind of picks up like right after the Supreme Court rules that like surrogacy is like a legal form of like, you know, existence, I guess. And so like, uh, like Vader said, it's a lot like buying a car where like, you know, different surrogates have different levels of interactivity of, of like exposure. Like, so like there are some surrogates that, you know, you get a cheap rental, you can't feel anything, <laughs> you know, or the air tastes weird or like something like that. So, uh, and these surrogates are meant to be mapped to your specific mental um, health or like mental brainwave or something. And, uh, the government officials always get like the best one. So right. in this movie, Bruce Willis is a FBI agent and the FBI get like the top tier ones, mm -hmm. uh, top tier surrogates. And it's kind of funny because in the movie, like they just park their surrogates like in the FBI office. And so like when they log in in the morning, they're already at work. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't have to do that commute. And I thought like, that's kind of fun. Um, so like th there's a lot of really interesting ideas in this movie and I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about them. But the biggest thing is, is like, this is a Bruce Willis film, right? And it, it's recently come out, unfortunately, that Bruce Willis is suffering from aphasia. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why he was doing all these like crappy movies in recent years, because like he's trying to cash in before he can't work anymore. And uh, around the time that this movie came out, like Bruce Willis was kind of known for being like a little bit difficult uh, on set. And I think that's because like he'd been dealing with like the effects of this early onset aphasia uh, like for a long time. And so yeah. he'd get very irritable and he'd like, have a hard time communicating with people and stuff like that. And this movie um, got retooled in the editing process where like basically like their initial test screenings didn't work out that well. People weren't really responding to it. And so like they went back into the editing room to try to fix things up. And uh, one of the things that they needed to do was to have Bruce Willis come in and do some, you know, some dialogue re-recording to kind right. of like, you know, fix the story a bit. And Bruce Willis was just like, no, fuck you. It's like, I, I'm done. I, I don't want to deal with this movie anymore. And so they actually had to hire a Bruce Willis impersonator. No to way. Come in, this is where it started? To come in and do the, uh, the, the voiceover stuff. So like a lot of times when you're watching this movie and you're hearing Bruce Willis talk, 
That's not actually Bruce Willis. Oh, that's kind no of, way. That's yeah. awesome. That's so crazy. But it, like, just audibly or physically it, it, too? No, no, it's just audible. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I know, like, in a lot of the movies that he's doing now, when you see, like, the back of him, that's not Bruce Willis. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. So what you're saying is, is Bruce Willis used a surrogate in mm -hmm. surrogate. He did. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> voice surrogate. That know. is awesome. Good for Bruce um, Willis, man. Yeah. That's killer. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> this is also, I think, the first time that Bruce Willis and Bing Rames were together in a movie since Pulp Fiction. I, I just want to say this: this Bing is a, a criminal underutilization. I can't believe I pronounced that word. Great, good for you. Thank you. Keep going. Of Bing Rames in uh -huh. a movie. Like I saw him and I was like, "Oh, Ving Rhames is in this uh -huh. movie? Oh shit, this is gonna be freaking dope!" And then he's Get in it for like gym. he's in it for like fifteen minutes, maybe tops throughout the entire film, yeah. and he's only doing these like goofy monologues about like like surrogates and stuff. You know and what I thought was cool was a, a barbed wire's brother. Yeah, yes. Jack, Jack Noseworthy. Jack Noseworthy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's gonna be that guy so, okay. that every time we see him in something <laughs> obscure, we're gonna be like, yeah. and this, this is and we, we, brother. We just did Event Horizon. Yes, yeah. so this is very interesting. So uh, real world stuff, people. I was editing the Event Horizon episode and we were talking about Jack Noseworthy, and I was like, who is this fucking guy? Because yeah. Kadish mentioned, like, yeah, he was big in like the early, like late 80s, early 90s. He had like a TV show, which yeah. was called uh, Dead Before 21. He's like, he was a big time MTV star and all this stuff. And then he disappeared. Yeah. And I was like, he disappeared? That sounds weird. That's like not normal for yeah. like an actor. His sim went so, offline. So, like, right. <laughs> so I went on IMDb and he has been in fucking everything from the 80s all the way up until the early, like 2015, 2016. He's been like small cameo parts in really? tons of different TV shows. Yeah. So he hasn't disappeared. He's our new Sven Dorset. But he's like, he's in it's, everything. Yeah, that's cool. yeah, it's so crazy. And I was like Googling his name and I was like, oh, he's like, he's in CSI. I he's bet we could get him on this show. TV show. I bet you he fucking <laughs> we could. could. We need to try. I'm going to look for him on TikTok. Anyway, so I just, not that I'm correcting you, Kadish, but he didn't disappear. He just like became like. He just one of, became invisible. Yeah, he, he just became he, one of those character yeah. actors that you yeah. see in everything, but you don't recognize them. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, Jack Jack knows where he was in this, but this movie is directed by Jonathan Mostow, and uh, his movie right before this was a Kurt Russell film called Breakdown, where the guy's wife gets kidnapped after their oh, car that breaks down. Terrible. Yeah, and uh, he also directed Terminator Three. That was like his big, you know, uh, claim to fame. Mm. And this movie, so you know, Jude kind of talked about how it made over a hundred million dollars at the box office, but initially. Uh, this movie was a box office bomb. It yeah. only it only brought in about sixty million, uh, I think, yeah. initially, and and so like this movie really hurt pretty much everyone involved except maybe Bruce Willis. Um, but uh, the uh, like the, the the film was shot in Boston, and it's kind of funny because like I was looking at uh, we could have Mark Wahlberg in this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of funny because obviously there there's some scenes that were shot on the Paramount backlot. I think um, just just based off of like what I was able to notice, but it around this time there were um boston was offering like some really good tax incentives for shooting films there and there were so many films going on that mostow would actually go to like the wrong sets uh on the day to, to shoot and he'd be like oh this isn't my movie oh, get <laughs> yeah. Out. yeah he'd have to like drive to like yeah you know like uh oh the, the, the place That's where funny. like he was actually shooting <laughs> all, all of a sudden I just, my brain is going how this would be a great mark Wahlberg movie <laughs> instead of bruce willis instead of bruce willis <laughs> yeah yeah Mark Wahlberg kind of makes everything better. He does. He kind of I love that okay, guy. but the ridiculousness of this <laughs> yeah. just jibes better with yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. See, my my Bruce, biggest Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Willis, the '80s Mark Wahlberg. 
Or was Mark Wahlberg the 80s Mark Wahlberg? He's been around a while. He hasn't been around a while. Um, I will say, like, my biggest criticism of this movie is actually Bruce Willis. And I hate to say that because, like, recently the news came out. We've got a confirmation Mm -hmm. that he's been dealing with with an illness. And I feel terrible for that because... I've been making fun of him for way too long. Yeah. Everybody not, has. Not knowing that. <laughs> now we're all dicks. So now we're all assholes because I'm like, oh shit. Like I feel really bad for him. On but the like, wrong side of history, my I friend. know, right? I'm a dick. And I was just, I was watching this movie, and the whole time I was just thinking, I'm like, man, this movie would be so much better if it wasn't Bruce Willis. Yeah. Like, because the movie itself, the concept is very interesting. And yeah. we've talked about already like the ramifications of like the real life world that we live in. Like, what if it was more like this? And I'm like, Bruce Willis just seems so bored He's, throughout the entire thing. Also, his sim is so fucking plastic. Yeah. Like, Rosamund Pike still looks like Rosamund Pike. Right. Um, I don't think she's CGI'd. He's obviously CGI'd. Oh, yeah. like, well, He's like early de-aging. so but that's, creepy. That's, that's what I like about his, <laughs> his, his, his surrogate. His stupid blonde hair. It's just dumb, wavy... LA surfer dude flip in the front <laughs> and, and, and and his plastic looking face. Right. It, that's what it's, it sells it. It like. sounds a little bit. Huh? Like for a lot, most of these people, they just kind of like say, okay, well, you're going to just an actor. You're these robots are so lifelike yeah. in 2017. Well, that you can't tell them apart from humans, which is cool. But I like the uh, kind of plasticky looking mm-hmm. Bruce Willis version. You the, know what I mean? I love the scene it's where like, they go to the, like the laboratory and there's this very tall, handsome black doctor in the yeah. lab coat. Yeah, yeah. And he and he comes back and he's like, "What's your name?" And they tell him his name. And they look at his badge, and it's like some grimy old white dude. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, this is me." And he's his avatar, his sur- surrogate, is a tall, handsome black guy. And yeah. I'm like, "That's freaking hilarious." Well, well, that's, well, well, that's one of the more interesting aspects of of this concept. And, yeah. And in fact, they kind of explored a little bit in the movie, where you know, in a society like this, like you you have people who get their surrogates to look like, you know, furries and like, you know, yeah. like, like oh, weird God. face paint. But, then, but, but, but then, then you also get like, like overweight fat guys who pretend to be like hot chicks. Like, yeah. like the entire opening of this, of this movie, mm-hmm. there's like this hot blonde club girl. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the kid who uh, is the son of, of the uh, creator of the surrogates, he's like making out with her. And then like when she dies, uh, the FBI goes to like the apartment that was linked with that surrogate and they find like just this like, hugely grotesquely overweight dude yeah it's it's a grosser fatter sicker version of me <laughs> yeah Ugh. dude don't even get we were just watching a scene with jack noseberry <laughs> john yep. noseworthy yep. noseworthy yeah worthy or barry john worthy i don't know man john. i think noseberry is better i like john nose candy <laughs> it is now man keep going <laughs> John Nose Candy. You're in the it's, 100 yard dash. Just keep going, man. Is a noseberry the thing that you get when you can't? I'm sorry. It's like a dingleberry for your it's nose. Like oh my God. Dingleberry for your nose. A noseworthy. A noseberry Jack is a sighting of Jack Noseworthy. I genuinely think we might be able to reach out to this guy because I'm like, I've seen him in it. I'm like, now that you've mentioned, we just watched him. We just watched him in Event Horizon. And I'm looking at this now. Until this point, I didn't realize he was in this movie. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to talk to that guy on Instagram. <laughs> I, I love how genuinely euphoric and excited you get when you're wasted. I'm so fucked up right now. I'm sorry, guys. I really apologize. Halo, like we just recorded our Halo review and I like downed an entire Moscow mule and I am crushed. Okay. Get it together. I'm sorry. This movie is very interesting <laughs> and it uh, has a great commentary on the modern world that we live in. It kind of does. But I mean, like if, if this were real, 
what would your avatar look like? Would you would you be interested in going out as like I, a hot blonde girl? Listen, or? I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I think I might be in the crazy cult people, like oh yeah, like anti surrogate thing. Oh, yeah. you totally would be. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not into that. You'd be on the reservation. I would. I would because I'd be like working out and doing good stuff and eating organic food and like building my own farm and I'd, shit. Like I'd, that's what I'm into. I like doing that shit. I'd make a a, a surrogate with a rear gut and a little dick. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, my, you get the little dick out on upgrade. My, 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 dick's, my dick's too big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to upgrade the package to the with a with a with a, high, with a hyperactive tongue. <laughs> the hyper tongue upgrade. Yeah, yeah. DLC little dick. <laughs> the beer gut and a little dick. Oh shit. What about that? Uh, beer gut and a little dick. <laughs> Fucking man boobs. Man boobs, beer gut, little dick. Really good tongue. <laughs> I'd like the meatloaf model, please. Yes. Like in a world like this, where this kind of thing is is accessible, this technology is available. Like, I would wonder, I would wonder, like, how many people are going to go out there and just turn their Sims into people from freaking Skyrim and shit? Like, I'd get the uh, um, um, what, what's 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 Peter from fucking Family Guy model. That's probably oh, what's what I would well, do. Yeah. Well, well, what if there was like a, a Darth Vader version, like officially licensed uh, oh, Darth Vader? Yeah, surrogate. would you spring for the cash? Oh no, I'm not going to give Lucasfilm money right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even talking about this freaking movie at this point. Um, look, this movie has a great concept behind it. It's very cool. It's very cool. It's very interesting, and it's sad. It's a tragedy. Like Bruce Willis and his wife. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the actor's name. What is it? Rosamund Pike. That's her name? Yep. It's a dope ass name. Um, they lost their son. Yeah. And in a in a tragic car accident, which I can't even imagine as a parent, like what that would do to my like my brain. Like yeah. I would just break. And that's what happened to them. And and from that point forward, they started living vicariously through their surrogates so that that type of tragedy would never happen again. So I understand a hundred percent their attachment to their to their surrogates yeah. like nothing bad can happen to me if i'm if i'm in this space i get it it's such a sad movie yeah it's not great it's got amazing concepts and it's got a lot of fun there's there's really a, a good foundation for this movie i just don't think it was delivered quite as good as it could have been mm -hmm. yeah i think this movie wanted to be an action movie but when you when you step back and think about it right that's not really what it is at its core yeah it's so sad it's yeah. like the magnolia yeah. of, of like, action have you ever movies. watched bicentennial man yeah it's something I, I get the same feeling when i watch this movie although it wants to be an action movie i get the same like emotional feeling that i do when i watch bicentennial man and that movie's freaking sad yeah like, and it's about like kind of like the weird opposite of this is like a robot turning into a human as opposed to a human turning into a robot. Uh -huh. But it's still, it's like, it kind of like makes me not happy at the end. It's yeah. just like, Oh God. It's sucks, so sad dude. that you actually don't want to watch it. Yeah. Because yeah. it makes you sad. But like when you, when you, you were talking about the car accident mm -hmm. that um, his son died in Bruce Willis's son died in. And I think it's, it's, it it's not outright said, but it seems like the wife Rosamund Pike was driving, or was at least in the car because she has this big facial scar. But right. like we have all this technology in making these robots look like humans, but like the technology is spent 
on that instead of repairing the damage that was done to ourselves. Right, like yeah. she gets out of her VR pod and she's still like scarred and physically incapacitated from that accident that happened how many years ago? Mm -hmm. And also Rada Mitchell, who plays Bruce Willis's partner in this, though she was in um, Pitch, Pitch Black, Black. Uh, one of the Riddick movies. And, um, you, you know, it's kind of funny because her surrogate is like all sexy and stuff like that. A uh, very hot boss lady. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when she like comes out of her pod, like they make her look like as as ugly and like uh, and gross as possible. And it's I'm, I'm like, does no one in this society like just like shower like, after they get out of their <laughs> yeah, pod? Or everyone something? walks immediately out of their VR pod and they're already like in their bathrobe and it's not even tied. OK, listen, I'm going to talk to Vader here because like we've gamed. Should we go? We've done some gaming, mm -hmm. right? So when you're in like a, a some kind of a huge campaign in your in your video game, do you take the time to pause the game and go shower and like trim up and look like look nice and then come back to your game, or do you just like fuck it? Nobody's gonna see me anyway. Not until you're done, right? But these people are perpetually never yeah. done, right? Yeah. So like, at what point do you need to like? I don't care. Like you said, you said at the beginning of this episode, like you have a freaking catheter in and yeah. like everything's already taken care of you. Yeah. You don't have to worry Could about your it. Ship bucket and I mean, yeah. Chair. yeah, you kind of, don't you have to shower? Like if you're, if your surrogate is fucking another surrogate, like you're still experiencing that finishing move. So don't you kind of have to take a shower at that point? That's I interesting. I don't know how I mean, far, I mean, they, I don't know they how do, far that they goes. Do have the, they, so, I mean, these things, they have batteries, they have battery charge. They have to go and charge every night and then. I guess so. Just like an electric car, I guess you have to. You can't drive it while it's charging. Yeah. So there is time when you can sleep and shower and I think and stuff. I think but, that's but, um, the that's the time that they sleep though. But you know, this movie, you know, his wife, she's she, she never leaves her room. Yeah, she takes pills and she's gross and yeah. You, Which you know, I, I and, thought was like, I don't want to say it's a, a thin veil because obviously there's okay, like so, a, so okay. You go to the end of the movie, right? Everybody starts coming out of their little holes. Right. They all got their robes and their pajamas on. They all none of them have had a haircut right. in, in 18 months. They all look disgusting and sweaty. And yeah, I mean, it, it looks like probably everybody that's in a in a a, a hardcore World of Warcraft in-game <laughs> guild, right? That that's yeah. how I picture everybody. Yeah. You know, so and and I think they're spot on. You know, when 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 the South Park guys were making fun of, of the gamer dude. That's what they did. That's the person that, Listen, that everybody thinks that I mean, we are. This is an unpopular. And, and, and it's, they're not far off. This is an unpopular saying, but stereotypes exist for a reason. Yeah. They're, I was that person. Yeah. I, I relate. I That's it. why this movie freaks me the fuck out. I've, because we're not far from this. The only thing that needs to catch up with this is the technology of the avatars. Yeah, it's more it's, it's more towards Ready Player Ones where we're heading. Yeah. Cuz cuz the, the the surrogates are the robots thing. They're, they're next level like, sci-fi stuff. Listen, Boston but, Dynamics but is trying real hard yeah. to turn our lives into Terminator, yeah. but they're not succeeding yet. Well, there there was a shot at the beginning of this movie where you have like this um this uh Japanese scientist and he's next to a robot version of himself. And mm -hmm. that, yeah. that was from actual news footage. And that was from like yeah. 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah. So I, it's, it is freaky. Japan's robots are next level from us. I do agree. It is freaky. They really are. It really is freaky. Um, Should we do final thoughts? I just yes, want a rosy the robot to clean my house. And <clears throat> final thoughts on Bruce Willis's surrogates. Vader. Um, so I know this movie isn't that great. It's my, it's, 
And I don't, I don't like I said, it's my favorite movie of the week when we started. I don't know if it's my favorite movie of the week, but what it did was it, it made me think more than the other two movies did. Okay. Um, so just, just for that reason alone, I, I'm going to go like three, I think with this one, I think this is a movie everybody should watch because it's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a good movie to make you think about how you live your life and, and where we're going as a yeah. society. Um, I, I, I know too many people that would be more than happy to just get in their stupid little pods. Listen, I've, and, I've, and, I've you know, and, put and, on and, the and, Oculus riff and I've become yeah. a boxing champion. And, and it's fun, right? It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's but do you want to live your life that way? I mean, no. I've told you guys, I've sat here and I've said, it's like, I'm going to die slaying a dragon in a virtual reality. I'm going to slay this fucking dragon and it's going to get me so jammed, amped up. It's going to give me a heart attack and I'm just going to die in the virtual world for real. I mean, that's probably how I'm going to go. I'm going to be retirement home. I'm going to be 95 years old because for some fucking reason, everybody in my family lives to be 102 years old. No joke. And um, I'm just going to die slaying smog. That's what I'm going to do. So um, it is what it is. This episode of the podcast is going real deep, yeah. guys. So get uh, ready but, for but it. That's, that's where this is. I mean, yeah. how many people are dying? How many people in this? In this, if this was the real world. How many people are just dead decomposing in their little surrogate pod? And their shitty little it makes me sad to think about it's it. It's weird, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it makes it this movie makes me want to go yeah. camping. I know, I'm with you. It makes me want to put my phone away, it makes me want to go, it makes me want to go to the park, yes, get a tent and go start a fire and kill something to eat out in the woods. <laughs> it really does. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. Okay, June so three final thoughts. Give it a ring. I'm gonna die in a VR pod, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna die mid, <laughs> but not in the same way as you. Uh, and uh, also, I hated this movie. It's terrible. Uh, I never need to watch it again. I'm pretty sure it was a first watch. I don't think I've ever watched this before. And I never need to watch it again. Ving Rhames should have been the main character. Mm. Bruce Willis's blonde hair was just <clears throat> absurd. And he just looked like a cartoon the whole time. Whereas everyone around him looked like a real person with right. just like better hair. Um. This is like one and a half really? out of five for wow. me. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we get to Kadish, I'm going to give this movie two and a half. Sure. It's got some very, very interesting concepts, but I don't think the, the delivery was quite there. And Ving Rhames is absolutely a underutilized character. Kadish. Kadish. I apologize. You're the only sober person at this table. <laughs> Take it away. I'm, I'm mostly sober. <laughs> She's doing a great job. You guys are super <laughs> slurry today. Uh, such a good producer. This tells us about the segregates. So this is a very mediocre movie with some very great concepts to it. Solid two stars. For See, me. even drunk, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts? Nope, that was it. All right, cool. All right, guys, the next movie on our list. I got something. Oh, what's up? I have a code word. Oh, that's right. Oh. I have a code word. Take it away, sir. Code word, code word. Um, I'm gonna go um zombie juice. Zombie juice. Zombie juice. Is that okay. one word or two? That's two words, but okay. the, the code is zombie juice. Okay, so go to saltynerddiscord.com or if you're already on Discord, just join the Salty Nerd Podcast server and in the contest chat room, type in zombie juice. Okay. And you will be entered to win what? These movies and this fantastic pack of buttons and stickers from the Salty Nerd Podcast. He's holding them upside, upside down. They're both upside down. <laughs> <laughs>
Godzilla. Let, just let it be a surprise. You know, U.S. You're listeners win only. Prize. U.S. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, all right. Cool. All right. We're going to take a break. And uh, then we're going to talk about. Um, oh, gamer. gamer. <gasps> yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. When you shop at Wise, you now get rewards points for almost everything you buy. From cereal to cat food to ice cream, there's plenty of points to be found. And all those points add up to big savings on food or fuel. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, the next movie on our list is Gamers. And speaking of games, go to saltynerd.com DC and download an awesome mobile game called Dragon Champions that we all play together. We actually have a guild that is run by one of our patrons, JT. And uh, we have a ton of fun. It's a hero collecting game where you get to collect your heroes, upgrade them, and go on battles and go on campaigns. And then you can join our guild if you get to level 20, which isn't super difficult, especially if you type in the promo code SALTY on the promo code area. It gives you a nice little boost, a little leg up on everybody else. Gets you to that level 20 really easily. Submit to join our guild and then uh, join us, and we can go on raids together. We have a ton of fun. I joined a, a raid the other day. And I got yelled at by my uh, my guildmates because uh, I did not consult the. Uh, <laughs> well, you didn't join when you started. I st- one. I'm sorry. So I started one, and you, they were you, like, "Roy Jenkins did." I'm like, "What <laughs> the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> sorry, I'm swearing. And then, but and then the next one I did, or not I did, but somebody else started one, and then I wasn't leveled up enough to join it because I only had one three star <laughs> hero. So I was like, "What am I gonna do?" Anyway, it's a ton of fun. It's a really cool game. We'd love to interact with you guys in our guild. And, uh, and help build your characters and have a lot of fun. So he- head over to saltynerd.com slash DC, type in salty in the promo code area, and uh, join us. Join us for some some cool battles on the mobile game. Okay, the next movie on our list. It's the goddamn best movie of the week, Gamer, starring Gerard Butler. Jude, take it away. 2009 Gamer. Rated R with a runtime of one hour, 35 minutes. This had a budget of $50 million. Vader, what do you think this brought into the box office? Never heard of this movie before. What? Never heard of it. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say $30 million. Okay. How much did it make? How much did it cost? You tell me. How much did it make? (laughs) Oh, I almost had you. I almost (laughs) had you. How much did it cost? It cost $50 million. Uh, I'm going to say it made $68 million. $40 million. Oh, no. I win again. Breaking even. Nobody gets a speed bump. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Ready? Yep. In the future, death row inmates are used as live action sims that real world people can control. If you win 30 battles, you go free. 
No one's done it yet, but if anyone can do it, Leonidas can. Under the control of teen demigod Percy Jackson, he's got 29 successful battles and is the most popular slayer, a term and technology created by country boy serial killer Dexter. Going into his last battle, the odds are stacked against Leonidas. Dexter rigged the game and sent in slayer Terry Crews, whose job it is to make sure Leonidas doesn't get out of the game alive. Leonidas convinces Percy to give him total control during the game, but then gets drunk and goes off grid, embarrassing Percy's gamer cred. And then a group of insurrectionists, led by Ludacris, break him out and hide him from evil country Dexter and his tech support goons. Next, they break out Leonidas's wife, former Victoria's Secrets model Amber Valletta, who's been simming in the real world and simming ain't easy when her controller keeps making her do butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta edit this. <laughs> I know exactly the scene I'm gonna use. Team Free Leonidas partners up with talk show host Kira Sedgwick to uncover the conspiracy that landed Leonidas on death row. Dexter was testing out his new tech and did some murder via mind control, and that's how Leonidas became death row fair game. Meanwhile, poor Percy Jackson is in an interrogation room with Agent Keith and ain't getting out till he tells him how we got the beans above the frank. Learning that Dexter also has Leonidas' daughter, they meet up for your standard dance and basketball battle where Dexter tries to get Leonidas to kill his own daughter. But Leonidas is like, this is Sparta! And murders Dexter with a little help from Percy and then takes his family on a road trip. Discuss. Man, that was way better than this actual movie. <laughs> dare, really dare I say that was your best synopsis ever. Jesus. Fuck yes. This movie fucking sucks. I fucking love okay. this movie. It was the butt stuff for you? That was hilarious. No, it was the freaking basketball tournament. <laughs> that was so weird. They had a dance off. Yes, they did. I and love this movie. Just rips off his shirt. And I'm like, yes. Okay, fine. I love this movie. I know I'm on my hill by myself with my flag. such a fanatic weirdo. I fucking love this movie. I I like the concept of this movie. Right. I like the idea of this movie. Right. But whoever the fucking asshole was that filmed this movie <laughs> can suck no, no, my no. ass. Edited. Right, fuck this guy. Edited. The whole that movie is made with a camera six inches away from everybody's face the entire time. <laughs> and, the, and the rest of the movie looks like a fucking Limp Biscuit video or something. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's nonsense. It's like it could the concept is there. It's cool. It could be good. But man, they drop listen, the ball hard listen, with no, this. No, I thing. disagree. This okay. <clears throat> I understand why it's not of your taste. Of st my taste. Stylistically. <laughs> do you know my taste? I sir? do. How dare you? I do. He's never tasted butt Stylistically, stuff this movie takes some serious freaking chances on like the editing front. Like yeah, they, they, they film this movie. Fail. They filmed this movie one way, but when they put it in the editing bay, they gave it to a freaking teenager who was on cocaine. Yeah. I get that. It's bad. I understand why you would criticize that. For me, that doesn't bother me that much. It, it really just doesn't. I, I, the concept is so much fun. The characters seem like they're having fun making the movie. 
freaking Dexter as the bad guy. He's freaking Mark Zuckerberg on freaking Adderall. Yeah. Why I, is he country? I don't know, but I love it. It's great. I love his weird little freaking dance he does at the end. That's I'm like, so fucking weird. There ain't no that strings was, on me. I that was, like, was so John Malkovich. Dude, I love it. That was um, great. I love oh, freaking Gerard Butler. He's oh, amazing oh. in this film. Fuck John Malkovich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Mel. Dude, when, when Gerard Butler goes, he's like, I need you to do one thing for me. Get me drunk. And he drinks the whole freaking <laughs> bottle of vodka and then he throws it up into his truck so he can drive yeah, that was and do terrible. a freaking Marilyn Manson freaking concert I, while he's driving his truck. I don't think it would work out that way. Dude, I was like, yes, give me more. It's amazing. It's so much freaking fun. I love this movie. I hate this movie. That's good. I'm glad. I, I, I really hate this movie. There's the, we, there, there's been a lot. The, we, we've watched a lot of really bad movies on this podcast. Yeah, we have. But, you know, even the ones... I mean, this is this is down there for me, dude. This Aww. is like, what is like my least favorite movie we've ever watched? I don't bad remember. Bad taste. Bad taste. Okay, it's not That's as bad as bad taste. What? It's not as bad as bad taste. But man, it's almost Shopping there. Mall? It's it's a little better than Chopping Mall. Fuck you. It's a little better than Chopping <laughs> Mall, but not much. I'm I mean, offended. I think this is in my bottom five movies of Get all time out. that it, we've watched. Is, okay, hold on, hold on. I gotta ask you: Is it literally just because of how it's edited? It's a lot of it. That's the only. It, it, this, you like the concept. I, I kind. I like the concept. Do you like the actors? The concept's no different. It's fucking Running Man for the, the for the that's new. What that's, what that's what it's I'm trying to get to. That's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying fucking Running Man. Dude. I'm trying to get to the point where I'm going to make you say if Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the spot no, of Gerard I wouldn't Butler. Like it then either. I, I disagree. I it's, think you would think this is amazing. The, 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 the concept it, is good. It's there, but they they just filmed this dude, if, way wrong. Listen, man, if it you, is not good. If this movie came out in the eighties and Schwarzenegger was, no. was Gerard Butler and you got some freaking whatever teenager was popular in the eighties. See this movie, would, film, this movie wouldn't have been made in the eighties because nobody would have filmed it like this it. movie is the Sims. It's just, it's, it's no good. It's, well, it's it's modern warfare, but like, what if it's real? This no, is like, like this the, is like some fucking MTV crackhead. Yes, snorted a gallon of fucking Adderall, liquid meth, and, yes. and just fucking yes, it's, it's, yes, yeah, yeah. And that's why it sucks. But I liked it, it. I hate it. There's two different aspects to this movie. There's the fight to the death aspect, which is the death row inmates. Right. But then there's just there's just the real world one where he's like, this was his first. Uh, rendition of trying out this tech where you can either get paid to be controlled or you can pay to control. And it's just this real world land of Sims where regular people are getting ready for work and they're just being used. Yeah. Well, I mean, like and that's the more, the more insidious <clears throat> so, part. So like the first person shooter aspect of this, like Gerard Butler is the character that you're playing and he goes on a war battle and he fights. That's a different thing. That's like its own little, sphere right that's a and then the other part is his wife mm -hmm. who like jude pointed out like you get paid to be a sim for somebody else who's paying you and you have to just go and do whatever they want that's like the weird like dark yeah. web yeah. shit where they're just a bunch of freaking freaks out there trying to get freaking horny oh, bunch of weird ass they gross it up yes oh, yeah, so they do. much, dude there, there's just this like big fatty sitting in his vr chair yeah. just like slopping a waffle oh, and syrup all he, over his he's face sitting there, he's he's like, like, is this the part where you were gonna like don't, yeah, don't wanna listen, offend me. I, i'm not trying to offend <laughs> anybody listen me. i'm not the weight that i want to be right now either <laughs> and that doesn't make any excuse but in this movie they make a Point. What's your yeah. surrogate's excuse? Um, <laughs> 
I wish I had a little dick upgrade. A <laughs> <laughs> little dick is my DLC. He's, like, yeah. he's like rubbing like a waffle like, all over like, his face yeah. with the syrup. Maple syrup. And he's like, yum, they go, do you want to go somewhere? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. They oh, go so nasty. They go out of their way to make this large person seem disgusting. Yeah. Oh, which dude, just which, say fat. You don't have to say large person. So, You're I not offending anybody. Okay, well, all right, he, he's, fine. He's so fat, he can't even walk. He's, yeah. on his yeah. he's so, in his rascal. That and was my a, next point. Like, there's, there's a part where, like, the fuck. the connection goes out. Yeah. And he's just himself now. And he just immediately, like, he doesn't even get up from his VR pod. He just, like, yeah. zipping around his room in his, like, they they go to like the Walmart ex- motorized yes, scooter a thing. scooter thing yeah they go out of their way to make that person extremely disgusting mm-hmm. and I, like when, when when I see these videos of people in the metaverse and all this kind of shit in my head every single one of them fucks behind those <laughs> avatars it looks like that guy every was single one of them extremely disturbing. It's and, very and the weird. fact that he's playing like a hundred and twenty pound sexy ass chick, hot ass chick, yeah, just brings it to that freaking tenth level. It's just or eleventh, I guess, eleventh level. It's please, just, it's please just, go to eleven. Yeah, it just and goes not, to eleven. And they're not even like fake surrogates; they're like people. They're people, yeah. but and, and that's the most fucked up part is that you can wrong. make these real people do anything. Yeah. So the technology behind this movie is instead of like the surrogate movie, which we just talked about, where it's like a robot that you uh-huh. can control, it's some. Somebody who is allowing this company to inject nano cells into their brain, which eventually takes up the entirety of their brain to which it can read a signal from outside, like a Wi-Fi signal. You can literally take you over can literally person. take over another person, but that person is still inside there. So when you're in this freaking society, which is like the metaverse, basically, and uh, and Dexter is running the metaverse, he's by, he's Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go into this world and you're like, okay, at this point, I'm getting paid however much an hour to let this other person run my body to go do whatever they want. Do weird butt stuff. Do weird butt stuff. That's all <laughs> they do. Every single person in this society is just a weird freaking perv. Yeah. yeah. And they just go out there and do weird freaking sexual shit. And it's, it's so creepy. And I understand why you don't like it. Like stylistically, so it's like very flash cutty. Like so- and there's like weird music going on and there's close ups and there's like boobs and there's all kinds of weird shit going on. And I'm just like, I get it. If this is not your thing, no. it's like the MTV style, like weird music video style is not your thing. I understand where you're coming I, from. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% sure that Kadish is going to tell me this was directed by a, a music video director. <laughs> oh, it has to be. If, if yeah. he doesn't say that in the next 15 seconds, I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> Kadish, who was this directed by? So it's actually a, a directing team uh, that goes by Neville Dean and Taylor. So it's uh, Michael or Mark Neville Dean and Brian Taylor. And these are two guys who are kind of like, like in the early 2000s, they were trying to pioneer this like, uh, hypermanic style of filmmaking. Uh, their first movie was a Jason Statham film called Crank. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and uh, their last film was uh, the sequel to Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance with Nicolas Cage. Hmm. And uh, they they made basically four films together, I think, four or five films. And uh, it, it's all in this style. It, it, it's, yeah. it's like just like super hypermanic, like the camera's spinning everywhere, like extreme close-ups. Hate it. Uh, you know, like uh, very like blatant soundtracky uh, music score. Oh yeah. Um, and and story and they all they they wrote all their movies together and their stories never made any sense. 
uh, I went and saw each one of their movies in the theater, except for Ghost Ghost Rider. I saw that on video, but um, I, I've never liked a movie that they've done together. And um, Ryan Taylor's actually gone on to to do some interesting stuff in TV, but uh, Mark uh, Neville Dean uh, is just kind of like language uh, um, after uh, his his association. But these guys weren't music video directors; they were just kind of like filmmakers who got together and were like, "Let's make some really bad shit." I'm so, I'm on I'm the shocked. backs of motorcycles. I'm shocked. <laughs> I, I will say though, because like the music video style, like there's a scene in this movie um that Gerard Butler goes and he gets a, a pickup truck, basically, like this futuristic pickup truck, and he, he throws up vodka into the gas tank to run and it. And then he pees in it. And he pees in it too. <clears throat> and then like once he escapes, like where he's supposed like it's like a first person shooter, like battle zone thing, and he he gets out of the like permitted area or whatever. And uh, and then like Marilyn Manson starts showing up with freaking wow 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 wow, and I'm I'm not gonna lie, dude, I was fucking into that shit. <laughs> I was so freaking like, yes, this is awesome. And he's getting chased by these two trucks with like plows on him, and he's like doing skids and freaking blowing shit up, and it was like all freaking to this like heavy bass. Like I was so into it. So I loved it. F- funny enough, Gerard Butler when he saw the original cut of this movie, like he saw an early draft of the film. Uh, he tried to get his uh, representation to get his name removed from the movie. <laughs> Good for him. Be, be, because he was embarrassed by it. Good for him. Get man. out of here. No, no, it, it, it's true. Like, he thought this movie was a piece of garbage and, like, le- and, and legally, like, he couldn't disassociate himself from it. Oh, <laughs> man, that makes me bummed out. That makes me so happy, dude. Okay, I'm sure I'm probably the only person who has thought this uh, intricately into this, but the society aspect, of, I, I've said, like, that's the most fucked up part. Of yeah. This. Oh, for sure. Yeah, easily. Because you're just taking like real life. Dude, you know how uncomfortable I was watching that scene where where Gerard Butler's lo- wife goes into that thing and she goes to the bar and she meets some. Um, it's the dude from Heroes. He's like the main actor from from uh, Heroes. Milo Ventimiglia. Okay, I, I'm assuming you're right. I'm a savant. I have no idea, but anyway, yes, he's he, he has like um he kind of has like a Sylvester Stallone's thing going. On. Oh, he. He actually plays Sylvester Stallone's kid in Rocky, Keep it in Rocky Balboa. Anyway, he plays this weird freaking pervy dude His who's wearing like something rape, like Ray Rape. Or yeah, something. Ray Rape or Jack Rape or whatever. And he's wearing like this full spandex outfit. That was a part of the movie where I felt like they did go for too far because they they hung with them for so long. Well, and Neville Dean and Taylor are known for just like going past the edge yeah like constantly definitely i will agree they did do that because there was a scene where they were in the elevator and this character is just like literally humping this chick and the whole time you can see beyond the avatar is the person who is actually in the body and she's like i don't want to do this yeah oh and yeah it made me feel very uncomfortable yeah that scene in particular i was like this is too much yeah it's to, too much you need to freaking reel that one back a little <laughs> bit there are actually like three three scenes I want to talk about with you guys. So the first one is the opening of this movie where they're showing shots from around the world and and how this uh, this culture has kind of perpetuated worldwide. Um, you know, they've turned it into like blood sport and, and yeah. escapism and stuff like that. It, it's some of the the worst Photoshop uh, <laughs> like stuff where, where like they, they have like stock footage of like the pyramids mm-hmm. and then they, they just like superimpose like a video on it. It looks like so crappy. <laughs> like, I was like for a $60 million budget movie that th- this is not, you know, quite up to quality standards. Uh, the second one is, I don't know if you guys ever watch uh, the show psych. Um, mm-hmm. So I like it, it, it's one of my, it's, it's one of my favorite shows and uh, it stars James Roday. And he was actually in this movie 
as one of the uh, like news commentators with the, uh, the female detective from Psych, uh, Maggie Lawson. And so like, uh, it's just kind of funny, like when I was watching this movie, because at the time, uh, Rode and Lawson were dating. And so like, they just showed up in this movie randomly. And I was like, oh, those are the guys from Psych. Huh. So that, that was kind of like a fun thing. Uh, Zoe Bell shows up in this movie as, yes. as one of the, the death row inmates who gets killed. Um, but I think my favorite scene in this movie is where uh, Logan Lerner, uh, Percy Jackson, basically, mm-hmm. he's being interrogated by Keith David. Severely and, underutilized Keith David. I yeah. know. How'd you get the beans about the prank? Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and, and so like Keith David's interrogating him and Logan Lerner's kind of being like a smart ass. And he's like, I really want like a, a sandwich peanut butter and, 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 and he jelly. And, and he introduced me to pistachio butter i never yeah. knew what the fuck that was well, and, like, and it's kind of funny because like <clears throat> they cut to keith david and he's like they really make that yeah <laughs> it was it was a great scene like again underutilized keith david like i saw him in this movie and i was like oh shit he's in this movie this is awesome and then he never gets they're, seen they're, again. they're actually yeah. a great cast in this movie like yeah. john lake was yes you know, like john lake was never not played anyone who's been a fucking weirdo character. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that scene where he's like, you know what? Um, he's getting ter- interrogated. He's like, you're going to give us this information. And the, and the kid is like what, 16 or 17 or whatever. He's like, yeah, I'll give you the information. If you can get me one thing, a sandwich uh-huh. with like peanut butter or almond butter, pecan butter or almond walnut butter. butter. Any he's kind like, of nut any butter. Any kind of nut butter <laughs> with like grape jam then I'll tell you what you need to know. And he's like, he mentions all these different types of nut butter. And I'm like, all oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> well, well, when we are introduced to his character, he's putting like this green stuff on like a sandwich. I was like, what the hell is that? And then you find out, oh, it's that's pistachio, pistachio butter. butter. Yeah. That sounds cool. Do I you have some? That. that sounds like something you could go buy at one of those like Trader Joe's. Fa- fancy ass grocery yeah. stores like fucking Whole Foods. Foods. Yeah. You know what? One of my favorite <laughs> For like $12.99 for two ounce bottle. Of, yeah. yeah. What's your favorite snack? One of my favorite snacks. I do this almost every night. I have like a, like a little like tablespoon of peanut butter. Love peanut butter. And I take macadamia nuts and I dip them in the peanut butter. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I eat them. Yeah. That's it's incredible. like nut on nut. So did, yeah. did you, uh, <laughs> so good. Uh, She'd she like some like double, double nut. nut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you guys uh, start, did you Star Wars fans notice uh, Sam uh, Whitworth's? Uh, I did. Yes. He was like a, a psych um, no, no, he, analysis or something for the he was for the so, wife of Jorah Butler. Worker, social yeah, social worker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Sam Witwer who plays uh, Darth Maul from uh, Star, the Star Wars Rebels and Emperor too. He yeah, did Emperor's yeah. voice. Yeah. It's great. He's an awesome voice actor. He's also Star yeah, Killer. He's also he has like, a yeah, Star Killer. He has a pretty decent Twitch yeah. channel too. Yeah, he's a cool guy, and he also hates the Last Jedi. So points for that. I'm, also, I'm a fan. Isn't that one uh, girl that like swoops in, picks him up on the motorcycle? Isn't she in Star Trek? So that's Allison Lohman. Is she um, the crazy doctor lady? Uh, no, 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 that's no. not her. Oh, okay. Uh, she's not Gerardi. But, but she's, she's actually- She's like the gamer chick with the dreads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, who somehow infiltrated the prison without being noticed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, she's actually director Neville Dean's wife. And so like he puts her in all of his movies and stuff like that. So. Oh, that's interesting. Is okay. she not in Star Trek? No, I don't Do know. I have a Kurt? Do I have? She she does look very similar to the doctor from the Picard show that they've been talking about. That's who I'm thinking. She looks her like with. her. That's yeah. why I thought yeah. that. I was yeah. like, oh, is that like an older version? Like she's because okay. this, this movie is a couple of years old. Um, I'm I, I know I'm gonna be alone on my hill with my little stupid flag, but I like this movie. I like the freaking music video style. I like the Marilyn Manson freaking like drop the music let, while the car chase is going let, on. Let, let me ask you guys, like if 
you were given the opportunity to be paid to be like a human sim. Like, would you take that up? Oh, hell absolutely. No, no. no. I'd Not get some all. guy like V over here be like, Hey, I'm going to take your yeah, body. Like, like I don't honestly see like how they like, make me do like butt stuff. I'm yeah, like, okay. yeah, yeah, I, I don't no. honestly see how any sane human being would ever volunteer for that. Or let alone like the fact that there seemed to be zero safety standards yeah, uh, I know. involved in it. Yeah. Well, there was that scene where they were like rollerblading and the one chick like falls and like busts her elbow and she's all yeah. bleeding. How about the scene in and the elevator where the, the two people were just making out? Yeah. And oh, like, and she gets stabbed. Murder them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so creepy. So this is what I started to say earlier. Like, I'm, I'm sure I'm the only person that probably thought about this, but like as a person who's like a lady who's on camera a lot, who's like, oh, I need to try to pretend to be young and fit. Um, so like if I was a sim and my sim was like out making me like fuck dudes all the time and like drink constantly yeah. or do drugs. And like, for me, it was like, what if they made me eat like carbs all the time? <laughs> like, and, what then, would, what? and then I would get fat and then I wouldn't be usable as a sim anymore. They'd be literally taking away my livelihood. Yeah, there, there's a giant plot hole in like, what is the benefit versus risk of becoming a sim for somebody else? Yeah. There seems and to what be was no the benefit point of to being it. like the NPCs during like the the first person shooter matches. Well, like, those were so weird. Th that is true, but they did address that specifically. They said, "Well, there's these people who are death row inmates. They're not they're not capable of becoming the first person shooters. They're not they're not good enough to be warriors. But if they go into a match and they agree to just have some like pre-programmed nonsense, yeah. If they survive, I don't think anyone's programming them. They're just like pre-programmed. Be programmed like yeah. oh, forever. If, or if they survive that match, then they get free. Yeah. So that's like they just their have benefit. to do one. Just one. One match. If you survive as an NPC within this war zone, if you make it all the way through, then you're free. So that I did see a benefit to uh, being a gamer, being an actual person who goes out there and shoots. I see a benefit to. But the society thing, I totally get it. There's a huge plot hole there. Yeah. What is the benefit? You're getting paid. How much? Yeah. Like what's it worth? And they take away your kid. And you can still. Like you're still living those experiences. I don't want any memory of that. Like that scene where she was with that creepy dude with the freaking leather spandex or whatever. Like she was like literally crying yeah. while that was happening. That's yeah. the most uncomfortable scene in the movie. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's super and, uncomfortable. Cause she's like, you can see in her face. She's like, Oh God, this sounds, this is literally going to traumatize me. And, but her, her, Controller is like making her be like, ha ha ha, you're so funny. Let's oh, yeah. go fuck. Yeah. yeah. What, what about Ludacris as the super genius hacker who oh leads God. the human new? I love I'm Dude, really that. Talk about all Ludacris. Right. Listen, man. That's Ludacris. I love that shit. When he's, when the, when the Percy Jackson kid is in his room and he's like, see, he just sees Ludacris and like freaking super large version of him. And he's like, what do you want me to do, my brother? That's just, I was freaking laughing so hard at that point. It was so oh funny. Chris is actually a pretty decent actor. He's right? fine. Yeah, yeah he's, he's good. Cool. He well, just plays himself in yeah. everything. Well, I think he was probably just on a screen that whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the funny part about this is when they introduce Terry Cruz's character, like, like, like he's sitting there roiding. Oh, yeah. Out. I and, love and, Terry Cruz. I'm just like, who just sits there and like rages like that, dude, like, like to themselves? I'm sorry. Terry Cruz on pre workout? He wasn't acting. No. He was just like, oh, no. oh, I'm going to flex my tits. I'm going to work out in a minute. He is <laughs> he's one of my favorite, like, pop in Dude. like characters of of and of anyone yeah, like that's, every time he pops into a movie i'm like oh i love that guy that, yeah. that scene where he shows up at the end in the basketball court and he's just doing that weird little dance mm -hmm. and i'm like oh no no no, no. they told terry cruz 
do whatever you want. We'll yeah. make it work. And yeah. he was just like, all right, I'm going to break dance. Yeah. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, fucking Dexter was like, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try and do that too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I, like, oh, Terry Crews is so good. Terry Crews is amazing. He's amazing in everything. Dexter, like we talked about in. Uh, I, I think it's a shame he didn't get to share the screen with Keith David. I agree. That that's it. like I said, Keith David, super underutilized character in this movie. Yeah. Um, they even named him Keith. I know. <laughs> His name was Agent Keith. It's goofy. It's weird. I understand why people don't like it, but for me. I've watched it like probably over the course of the last couple of years, probably like four or five times. It's it's one of those things where I'm like, if I'm in the hankering for like a good Gerard Butler movie, I'm like I'm gonna throw freaking this, I'm gonna throw Sparta, I'm gonna throw freaking Greenland. Like I'm just like Olympus has fallen. Like yeah, dude, Gerard Butler is good as Gods fuck. of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. <laughs> That's a terrible movie, but I love them. Anyway. We haven't watched that one for this. We show. haven't watched anything. We do, uh, need, like, do we need to do like Egyptian we, mythology, mythology movies? We, we, yeah. we, we can do an Alex Proyas. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm a huge fan of Gerard Butler. I love all of his work. I, like I do like his work. I'm sorry. Everything you said for the last minute has been all one word. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do final thoughts. I, I, I just hear, I like this bad movie. I like this bad yeah. movie. I like this terrible movie. I'm a fan. Look. Gerard Butler is my generation's Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. I'm just telling you right now. That's how it is. Sparta, all these terrible action movies that don't make any sense. Running Man. It's all just, it's just redos. Don't ever talk shit about Running Man. That movie sucks. Never talk shit movie about it. Uh, you have uh, reminded me of my own uh, kind of drunk safe word, which is if. Gerard uh, Butler. No, no, no. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. Uh, in order to be able to tell for myself if I'm drunk or not, mm -hmm. I try to say the word Egyptian. Oh. Uh, so you brought me to that, which is our next code word. Oh, is that your next code That's word? That's our next code word. What is it, Egyptian? Egyptian. Okay, make sure you spell it right, because it's not spelled yeah, right. We're not put Egyptian oh, hold on, hold on. in the Discord chat for a chance to win some videos and some buttons straight from the Salty Nerd crew. SaltyNerdDiscord.com in the contest chat. Uh, That's right. Chat. I, I, I feel like when I was a kid and watching Pee Wee's Playhouse and they did like the word of the day. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was the doing. first word that you picked? <clears throat> Zombie juice. Zombie juice yes. and Egyptian. Egyptian. Okay. Those are the two code words. There yep. will be a chat in SaltyNerdDiscord.com, our server. Go down, scroll into it, find it, find. If you're listening to this live, we haven't done it yet. Contest. Yeah, we haven't done it yet. Don't <laughs> don't try to do it right now. Contest, <laughs> chat room, type in zombie juice in the Egyptian. Egyptian. And get your name in the bucket. You notice how, how clearly I'm saying it? <laughs> Gamer's a good freaking movie. I like it. <laughs> you guys are all crazy. And we're uh, going to do final thoughts. Give it a rating, how, how many stars do you give it? I'm going to give it easily three. I I like this movie. I'm sorry. Okay. Whatever. That's it's fine. three, easily three movie. All right. Three star movie. Good. What, what's your rating for it? Oh, my rating for it. Um, I'm not going to give it a one star crap fest because thank God it does have um Terry oh, Crews. Oh, Terry Crews. It's got Terry Crews was funny in this movie. I I did like his character. Um, but uh, Ludacris was all right. He was okay in this movie. Um, so just for that fact, I'm not going to give it a one star crap fest. But man, this movie. Is a pile of shit. Okay. Don't fucking watch this movie. You're, don't waste your time. Don't spend, don't even spend 99 cents on this movie. I spent, if you can watch it for free and you just want, like, you have a bottle of whiskey and you want to get really fucking drunk 
you, you know, and not remember having had watched and not it. remember having to have watched this thing. Cheers, folks. Then yeah, watch it. I mean, maybe it'll be on like Tubi or something one of these days. No, dude, or, I rented this shit for two ninety nine. Yeah, well, you're a moron. It was, it was free on Peacock. Yeah, that's where I watched it. Peacock. 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 You can watch it for free with commercials. Um, and it's it's fine with commercials. It doesn't really matter. It kind of like flows it right into the movie. Doesn't take away from the experience no, not at, at all. all. So I'm gonna give it one and a half stars. Get out of here. And, um, yeah, this movie can suck my butt. All right, <laughs> I never want to watch this movie again. It's terrible. And I'm really happy that Gerard Depardieu Butler, whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> wanted to uh, abscond his existence away from this pile of of steaming hot trash floating down the flood water in a dumpster yeah that was yeah it's awful don't okay. watch this don't All watch right. it june yeah. final thoughts give okay. it a read. uh so i'm very torn on this movie not because of the butt stuff but because <laughs> so when you get that um so that's God, gross i'm back and forth on it because like i hate it i don't think i hate it as much as i hated surrogates but there's so much that should make me want to like this more. Like, I love Amber, Amber Valletta. Uh, I, I followed her all through her Victoria's Secrets career. And I love everything that she's in. Every time she's in a movie, I, I watch it because I she? love her. Amber Valletta. Who is she? She was the wife of Gerard Butler. Gotcha. Okay. The blonde. Who was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I, hate, <laughs> I hate that her controller was just making her like introduce herself with her ass the whole movie. <laughs> but I love uh, Keith David and I love Terry Crews. So I'm very torn. It didn't make me angry to watch it. I never need to watch it again. Um, and so I think the tiebreaker on this to keep it out of being a one star crap fest is Dexter's abs. So it's a it's another one and a half. Uh, Dexter's abs. Dexter's abs out of five. De one and a abs. half Dexter's abs. Oh, okay. Hey, man, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Kadish, what do you think? All right. So uh, we forgot to point out that John Delancey, otherwise known as Q. Was he was sort of in it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He was in it for like one scene. Cameo. Yep. And uh, this movie is a total one star crap. Fest. Yes. It, it's a terrible movie. I hate it. And uh, if it didn't fit with a the theme, I wouldn't have recommended we watch it. Oh, so. it's a family divided. Yeah. Yeah. So one star. This movie sucks. Okay, I mean, gonna, gonna he's, just, he's over here on his hill thinking it's a great movie, and he only gives it a three. Well, that's it's, not, it's, that's it, not that it, great, it, bro. It, it, it's you funny. Guys, the, the Rotten Tomatoes score, it's uh, 30%. Audience, 39%. Yeah, it's garbage. Okay, you guys, we have to take a break so that we can basketball dance battle to decide... <laughs> The ending of the movie, we're like, oh, I'm controlling your brain. And he's like, imagine me sticking this knife in your gut. That's like, that was a like a good reversal. I This freaking movie is good. Here's my flag. It's flying in the wind. On a mountain of dicks. In a mountain of dicks. <laughs> Sorry, bro. You know what? Mountain um, of this tiny movie, dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go do that. <laughs> okay. so you guys can talk about this. All right. Movie. The last movie on our list is from some Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Steven Spielberg's freaking CGI freaking <laughs> member berries pie episode. Your yeah. eyes keep getting squintier and squintier the longer we keep recording today. Just want to go to sleep. All right, guys. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you would like to support us here in our drinking habit at the <laughs> podcast, go to saltinerdstore.com and you can grab some of our merch. We have some great t-shirts available to you designed by Master Kadish and myself. I just called you Master, didn't I? You that was weird. Did. All right. <laughs> Slave. <laughs> I thought you did that on purpose. <laughs> no, I didn't. Master Kadish. Anyway, 
head over to saltynerdstore.com. We've got some great t-shirts available. If you type in salty in the checkout counter, you get 20, 10% off. And uh, we would love to see uh, you guys grab some of our stuff and uh, wear it. Send us pictures. We love sharing that kind of stuff on Instagram and whatnot. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Shout out to uh, Gasso and also uh, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron from Australia. He he bought some of our stuff. He wears it to the gym, which is awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. The next movie on our list is Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. Jude, take it away. Yes, sir. 2018 Ready Player One rated, rated PG-13 with a runtime of two hours, 20 minutes. This had a budget of $175 million. Vader, what do you think this brought in? Oh, my God. Um... Starting at 175 mil. 600 million. All right. Alec? Um, $175 million budget. I don't know, like 220. I don't think it did very well. Vader wins a speedboat, $582.9 million. $580 This is a big movie, dude. Yeah. It's a Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's good. And it was good. fucking dope. <laughs> <clears throat> In the future, the Oasis is the place to be. The virtual world where you can be anyone and do anything. When the creator of the Oasis died, he left an Easter egg inside the fantasy world, giving whomever finds it control of the world and the company behind it. The first key to finding the egg starts with a race. When Percival, the poor gamer living in the stacks of Columbus, Ohio, is the first person to beat the race and win the key, he's catapulted to fame and goes directly onto the radar of Sorrento, a real dickweed, and head of IOI the second largest company in the world who wants control of Oasis for himself. Sorrento will stop at nothing to keep Parzival from, from gaining the other two keys needed to unlock the Easter egg. And in his quest for world domination, kills Parzival's only family, his aunt, who's kind of a shitty person and who dates even shittier men. Parzival and his friends team up inside the game to learn everything they can about the late game designer, and try to try to suss out the next challenge and to keep Sorrento from finding them. They end up learning that the key to the next two keys lies in the game designer's biggest regrets in his life, and the key to keeping Sorrento from gaining more power is in teaming up in real life to take Sorrento and IOI down from the inside. Discuss. Crazy movie. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, right? Is that his name? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's Kathleen Kennedy. I'm just going to say that right now. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> in this movie, Ben Mendelsohn plays a character who starting off is just kind of like suffering, sucking off the teat of more creative people. That's Sorrento, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. And uh, the big main genius behind everything is what I would call George Lucas. And, Ben Mendelsohn is the Kathleen Kennedy to that George Lucas. I think you're thinking about it. And he's like, he's like, well, the only, well, there's a line, literally there's a line in this movie where he's like, well, the only thing that he was really good at was making a good latte. Uh -huh. And I just kept like thinking about that line going, it's kind of what people say about Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> the line was, he knows how uh, the guy liked his coffee. Yeah. He got, the guy knows how he likes his the coffee. Mo the most he knew about like the game designer. Right. Was yeah. how he liked his coffee. Right. And I just kept thinking, I'm like, Okay, I I don't know if this is like just an outside perspective on like what's going on with Star Wars or whatnot, but I just kept watching this and I'm like, here's a dude who was all about the corporate greed, mm -hmm. who's all about trying to just 
bank on nostalgia and bank on what other people see as like their idols and make money doing it. He doesn't actually care about any of that stuff. He just wants to make money using it against them. And I'm like, that's kind of how I see Kathleen Kennedy with Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And that's George Lucas. George Lucas is the genius behind all this whole thing. And the mm -hmm. only thing that Kathleen Kennedy really had any real connection with George Lucas was about was how he liked his coffee. Right. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's super weird. And I, I'm not saying that George Lucas made this movie as a dig to Kathleen Kennedy. Steven but this, Spielberg. Huh? Steven Spielberg made it. That's why I said Steven Spielberg. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, just, I was watching this movie and I'm like, I couldn't help but see that. My honest review of this movie, it's a fun movie. But it's like 95% member berries. Yeah. Like there's not much originalness, original, originality. Thank you. Myself. And <laughs> <laughs> there's not much originality to it, but it's just like, hey, remember Back to the Future? Hey, remember King Kong? Mm -hmm. Hey, remember Jurassic Park? Hey, remember video games? Hey, remember, remember Iron Giant? That's Iron literally Giant? what we do every week. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm not like it's not a negative, but it's just like. There's not a lot to this beyond member berries. This, this thing was an hour too long. Easily. It's, it's, it's two and a half hours long, man. It's is just, it really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, this, this, a long time. this was one of those movies that is, comes really hyped. It's, it's fan base is super loyal. Mm -hmm. People who, I mean, I guess there's a book that I haven't read because yeah. I don't read. But like I'm, I'm underst I understand that the book is actually way better than the book, the movie. Okay. But that's debatable. I mean, I, I haven't read it, so that's just what I've read online and in chats and stuff. But um, it's 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 this was one of those movies that took me three times. It took me three three views really? to get through this thing. Yeah, mm. I, I I found myself kind of bored, to be honest with you. I mean, it's just a CGI. Crap it's, it's it is it's a CGI just. <laughs> Everywhere, yeah. it's just like okay, we got. It's like it's like watching a a, a James Cameron movie. It's mm. like I got this new tech. We're gonna do some cool stuff. We got the rights. We bought the rights to all these interesting characters from every IP you can imagine. Yeah, and uh, we're just gonna put them in a movie and do some cool things. I mean, with shit, it. they had freaking Halo. Yeah, they had like <clears throat> six Master Chiefs running mm. up against the bad guys in this. movie. I mean, wouldn't you like you would be Master Chief if you could get in the world? This is what I think people want. The metaverse, the, the metaverse to be like, yeah. And and I, I I think in ten years we might be getting there, close to that, yeah. And and at the same time, well, when we remember when I said how surrogate freaked me out, yeah. Um, this freaks me out a little bit, but it's a it's a little bit different. This is where more of the the uh, the Starcraft, the, the the Warcraft type people that you make fun of, kind of like take over the world, you know, with, with the, the, the fat dude, the fat, sweaty, gross dude. Uh, what I like, what they're I, not making people do butt stuff. They're out there, you know, <laughs> they're out there playing games and, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of how I see the future of. Yeah. So like thing. gamer, you gamers know? saw the future as like, Oh, all the pervs are going to come out yeah. of the woodwork and like do pervy this shit. This is just everybody else. This is everybody this is wants just, out there to like make money. And this is every gamer ever coins and shit. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm going to go do this mission. I'm going to get a bunch of coins so I can buy a new upgrade for my mm -hmm. character. Like this is like NFTs to the yeah. max. So I, I get it. I understand where they're going with this. This, movie. this, this is way more addicting to me than like, can you imagine if like, if you didn't have like a metaverse version and you were playing a bunch of games and you're like, Oh, if I get 25,000 coins, I can now buy the DeLorean from Back to the Future yeah. and I can use that to drive around the map. Well, well of course you would do it. What's funny to me is like, I'm going to get in this metaverse. I'm going to get in the, in whatever this is. What is it called? 
the the Oasis. The Oasis. I'm gonna take my avatar in the Oasis and I'm gonna go to the arcade and play old school '80s video games. I, I mean, that's, that's weird. That's, that's pretty much Grand Theft Auto Five online, yeah. right? Yeah, like, like, like that's what this movie is. Essentially. Yeah, I haven't played that either, so I don't know. But yeah, I get it. Online gaming in general is just pretty much this. Yeah. So I like it's weirdly accurate to what I think gaming is going to be very, very closely in the near future. I, I think it's going to be. Yeah, we're, I think we're getting this. there. Um. But as far as a movie goes, I think the only reason why it's entertaining is because of the member berries. Yeah. Like, oh, there's King Kong. Oh, there's Jurassic Park. Oh, there's freaking Back to the Future. Oh, but there's like. How many things from your childhood can you yeah, find in this movie? Yeah. yeah. Did, did you notice in the funeral scene, um, the, the genius guy, I forget his name, um, but uh, his coffin was the torpedo tube that they sent uh, Spock's body. Of course it was. Uh, out in uh, Star Trek too. <laughs> of course it was. I was just like, that's really the biggest positive I can say about this movie. It's not a bad movie. It's fun, but it's just yeah. like, it relies way too much on, on nostalgia, which I guess is kind of the point. But, but I mean, like that was kind of like the, the thing with the book is like, it was a throwback. It was like a love letter to the eighties and, mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. And uh, actually Steven Spielberg was mentioned a lot in the book. And when he adapted the movie, he took a lot of the references to himself out of it because he just didn't want to be that like self-aggrandizing i guess yeah, well good for him i still i i am i maintain that having a drink with steven spielberg would be a lot of fun oh it so, would be uh, a blast r to yeah. the icky in the chat right now wants to know who your avatar would be in the oasis and what whip would you drive i don't know i, th I probably, think yours would be matthew mcconaughey and vader's would be mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I don't know. What would yours be? I was going to say like uh, Steve McQueen or something. Bullet. I'd be driving like an old Mustang. I think Kadish would be Megamind. Oh, yeah. He'd be an ultra villain for sure. No, dude. I'd, I'd get some dude with the beer gut upgrade with the little dick. And uh, <laughs> I'd go out and try to do a bunch of pervy stuff. No, I don't know. Uh, um, I'd probably be Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit? Nice. I don't know. It's, it's interesting concept to think about. Like, what would you do if you had access to this kind of technology? Like, would you go on, on races like this where you have to race through a city? Well, you can, you can live in, in the Oasis and just do your thing every day. Or you'd be one of these people that's trying to solve the, the puzzle. Mm -hmm. You don't have would to. You, you would you go on the Easter egg hunt? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. Hell yeah. I don't Why think I would you? live my life around no. the Easter egg hunt. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably do so it. Like, the closest like, oh, shit, the Easter egg race is starting. Let's go. So the, okay, so here's a great example. Like the deepest I've personally ever got into a video game is Skyrim. Like that was my introduction to like RPG, like role-playing games. Like I never played anything. I didn't play Morrowind anything. But like Skyrim was like the big thing. And that was right around the time mm -hmm. I had some exposable income and I bought myself an Xbox and I was like, oh, I'm going to play Skyrim. And I got into that mm -hmm. game. That's the closest thing I've ever been to this. Yeah, this and if, if in that within that game, if they were ever like, "Hey, here's some missions, and here's some things that you can do, and if you win these missions and go through these puzzles, then you will be able to own like part of Bethesda," I'd be like, "Oh fuck yeah, yeah I'm gonna do that." I so okay, so listen, I I I can relate to some of this because back in the day, back back when World of Warcraft first, the first like three to four years World of Warcraft was out, I was in a really cool and really fun raiding guild. We had like 80 people in the guild. It was a 40 man raiding guild. That was what you had to have for end game stuff back then was 40 people for the raid, which means you had to have twice that many people in your guild 
to be able to get enough people on raid days to come back, you know, with the schedules and everything. Right. And um, we all spent anywhere from 30 to upwards of 60 to some of 70 hours a week in this thing. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're plugged in. You are plugged into your game. You yeah. got your headset, you got your microphone, you got your avatars, you got your team speak over, and you're conversing with these people all over the world. And you're and you're forging relationships with these people. Right. This guy in this movie and his little crew is the exact same thing. I, I have personal relationships with 80 people who I only know by their voice and their stupid little orc computer avatar. Right. Who, if they were standing in front of me, I wouldn't recognize them for nothing until they said something. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's it's a weird thing. I know people who were in my guild and stuff. They got married in real life. Let's go meet. Let's yeah. hook up. You know? Happens all the time. It's very strange. So, I, I understand. I understand the whole thing. I had to break myself away from it. Because it is very addicting. It's extremely addicting. And if, if it was this immersive, it would be a hard thing to get out of. Because, you know, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, that's why the surrogate movie freaked me out. Yeah. Because it's, it's just that next step. You know, you know what I'm saying? And it, this, all these movies this week took me to a weird place where I just did not feel comfortable. Because I had to, <laughs> I had to break away from this world. And it wasn't even like fully immersive, like metaverse See, I'm stuff. A, I, I'm a single player mm -hmm. gamer. Like yeah. I, I look for games that have a strong single player narrative. I, I don't yeah. go for the multiplayer. Yeah, these, these these this kind of games cost cost relationships. Yeah. If, if I had gone much further down the path I was going on, I would probably not be married. Right. Because it was affecting my relationship yeah. with my wife at the time. Like Skyrim, it, single player game. Yeah. Halo, single yeah. player game. It's like, like she goes, are you going to come to bed? It's like, no, I'm in the middle of a raid. Shut up. Yeah. No, I, I, I have that. 40 people here depending on me being here right now. <laughs> you, you know, that's where I was at. That's and where these people live. And that's, and that's where the people in this game live. Yeah. Right. And it's, 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 a, it's a weird thing. And I know a ton of people out there who have lost relationships. or and, But it's the weird, some of them gain relationships. But I wonder about these people who meet in these games. What their marriage is like? Do they just move in with each other and set their and computers next play to each games other? Together? Go woo! Like, yes. Hey, you, you want to go fuck? <laughs> well, no, I'm not ready to go to. I, I don't know. It's weird, right? It's just it's <laughs> it's a weird thing. It's it's a weird thing, and it's just a it's a strange way to build relationships on these days, and it's legit. I know people that have been married now for how long is World of Warcraft been out? Probably over ten years now. Some of them. I have a couple of really good friends that live down in Arizona. Okay. That. Met in this game, yeah. Jude, I see you side eye me. I'm like but... Jude. You are not a gamer. No, I'm not. How do you feel about this movie? I loved this movie, and I think everything that you found eye rolly and cringy was the stuff that I enjoyed about it. And I remember Kadish and I went to go see this together at the movies, and I didn't want to go see it because I was like, I'm not into this. Mm -hmm. But I thoroughly enjoyed it for all of the things that probably made it silly for you. I loved the soundtrack. I loved all of the like the movie member berries. I'm not a gamer, but I could totally see myself in this world. And like as you guys are talking about it, I was like what am I talking about? I would never be in this world because I don't I don't do I don't I don't game. I'm not a gamer. I don't do this stuff. Mm -hmm. But I totally put myself in this perspective and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is what I would do if I was in this world." And it totally totally made me Put myself 
in it. And, and so I think that was probably the desired effect. So it got me. Cool. Kaddish, as a Steven Spielberg fanatic, how do you feel about this movie? Uh, I really enjoy this movie. Uh, I am a, a big Steven Spielberg stan. Um, so like, you know, he hasn't been doing a lot of like really good work lately. Like he's been getting into like, you know, like musicals and like weird stuff. Um, so like this was like a good throwback to like the 80s Steven Spielberg, like that I grew up loving. Um, but before I get into it, uh, I want to give Vader a heads up. Um, this movie and the source material that it's based on has extreme ties to one Will Wheaton. Oh, no! I don't, Maybe that's why I didn't really like this movie. I, I, don't, I don't know if, if Vader was aware of this or not, but basically, uh, so like Will Wheaton... Can is, suck my ass? <laughs> what? Okay, three, two, one. Fuck, Fuck you, Will Wheaton! <laughs> so uh, basically, Will Wheaton has a small cameo in this movie. There's a picture of him on the mirror in uh, H's uh, like room, uh, like a workshop or whatever. But uh, one of the reasons that he's involved in this is number one, uh, he's referenced in the book. He's actually like on like the leadership council of like the, uh, of, of like the user base of the Oasis in the book. And ironically enough, like that was enough to get him to agree to do the audio narration for the audio book version. Oh, of I Ready guess I'm Player never going to listen to this book. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. Now, yeah, oh, and, no. and, and so like he read both the the Ready Player One and Ready Player Two, which is the sequel to this. So this movie has, uh, uh, or I should say, this property has a lot of ties to Will Wheaton. How would you subject us to that? <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, but uh, so getting back to Steven Spielberg, <laughs> it is. I'm sorry, I just pulled it up on Audible. It says uh, Ready Player One, narrated by Will Wheaton. Never, <laughs> ever gonna listen to this do book. not use our code for that book <laughs> <laughs> um so getting back to steven spielberg one of the interesting things about this movie so like first of all steven spielberg said this was the, like one of the hardest movies he's ever had to make oh i bet mm. and a lot of that has to come down to the rights issues associated with yeah. it like yeah. there are so many references in this movie so this movie was produced by warner brothers so anything warner brothers related was like easy so like batman the shining like whatever so like uh, basically there was like an entire team of lawyers or like 40 lawyers whose only job was to get clearances for all the stuff they wanted to do and they had to negotiate with disney paramount uh sony and uh, universal in order to get the rights to use a lot of this stuff and when they couldn't do it through the lawyers steven spielberg had to personally like call up people and kind of pull in favors and stuff like that and so like a lot of his time was spent negotiating just to get the rights to use some of this stuff and one of the uh the funny things about it is like in the book there's a lot of star wars references right and uh basically uh disney had just acquired star wars around the time that they were made you know doing this in fact like this movie had to be pushed back in order to uh, not compete with the last Jedi and, uh, and Steven Spielberg like negotiated hard with Disney and Disney was like, we're not letting you use anything. Star Wars. Oh, fuck Disney and, so much. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and so like uh, they weren't able to use anything. Star Wars uh, uh, in the film. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, you I'm seem sorry. incredulous about something. What is it? What's bothering you? So you get a fucking phone call from Steven Spielberg yeah. and he says, Hey, I'm making this movie and I would like to reference one of your fucking characters and you say no? I was just going to say, like, imagine being the big dick energy kind of guy who's like, oh, my lawyers couldn't handle this for me. I'm going to call. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, they could have just like put 
It didn't have to be Darth Vader or Obi Wan. Put a put a stormtrooper in there. Listen, put just once in my life, I want to throw that kind of energy on the the table like a forearm. In the fucking neververse of like some movie gets made and they want to reference the Salty Nerd podcast, and I get a call from fucking Steven Spielberg saying, "Hey, I'm making this movie and it's about podcasters, and I'd like to use you as an avatar." Steven Spielberg, just FYI. You're clear to go. I'm like, uh, yeah, sure, fuck, bro. yes, you can. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Put yeah. us in the credits, okay, bro? What Thanks. can I do to help you <laughs> make you this movie? Live in These... a world where people think that they are more important <laughs> and more valuable like, than anyone else in the fucking like, room. Forget, I get a phone call, or Cage gets a phone call from Steven Spielberg. We'll be pissing our Cage, pants. If you ever tell Steven Spielberg no, yeah. we're, <laughs> gonna, we're gonna flip the fucking table. Spielberg owes me twenty bucks. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I just can't imagine that. As like a WB executive, like, hey, I'd like to use one of your characters from our movie that we're going to be making. And you're like, um, no, legally you can't because it doesn't give us credit. Like, fuck you, dude. Fuck this you. goddamn Steven Spielberg. Yeah, there are, Let there, him do there, what he wants. There are actually a couple instances. So in addition to the Star Wars thing, in the book, there's a Blade Runner scene where they actually go into like the world of Blade Runner. Oh, right. Sick. And at the time, even though Blade Runner is- Is more- Sven Thor- Thorson there and he's doing steroids <laughs> in the back? In, in the book, even though um, Blade Runner is a Warner Brothers property, um, they were gearing up for the sequel, uh, Blade Runner 2049. And the uh, production house, the owners of the rights to Blade Runner, um, didn't want to give permission to use anything Blade Runner because they were afraid it would steal the thunder of, of the sequel. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, I mean, like there was a lot of stuff. So like in the book, there's also a big part of it is this character Ultraman, uh, who's like a Japanese character. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like involved in like a, a legal quagmire. So like they weren't able to use it and they replaced it with the Iron Giant in the movie. And uh, also um, this is one of only three films that John Williams never scored for um, Steven Spielberg. Um, And the reason for that was because he was uh, busy on another project and Steven Spielberg used Alan Silvestri to do it. Steven Spielberg was just like, I just got it on my Spotify. It's fine. (laughs) So Alan Silvestri actually did the the score for this and he's the original composer for the Back to the Future movies. And so like whenever you hear the Back to the Future like stinger uh, in this movie. Oh yeah, you can totally feel that. Yeah. Um, but the biggest part of this movie was like, it's actually very technically innovative, especially in terms of the metaverse, because what would happen it was kind of a precursor to uh, the volume, which is like, uh-huh. you know, Disney's big, mm-hmm. um, like digital soundstage. Yeah. And uh, what they did was ILM basically created all these sets virtually, uh, not only the uh, sets of the Oasis, but also like the actual like physical sets. They made like a, like a Unreal Engine 5 version of them. And Steven Spielberg, and his uh, and his um, you know film crew would put on Oculus Rift you know 3D glasses or uh, you know VR glasses and go into the sets that were built virtually and figure out how they were going to light it. Oh, and shoot that's it. so freaking cool! Yeah, man. so 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 like th- this movie about like entering a virtual world metaverse was actually shot by entering a virtual world metaverse that's so and and cool. figuring out like like where they were going to frame stuff um, and. The other big part about this movie was, so in the book, the middle key or the copper key, I, I forget what, but uh, in the movie, they go into the Overlook Hotel where they entered like into the yeah, Shining. Yeah, the Shining. Emerald key, I think. Emerald. Something like that. Yeah. One, one of the keys. Um, but in the book, it was basically uh, the movie War Games 
Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah. And and so like in the book, you basically had to like uh, butter your corn exactly properly with the bread. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And then it had to be raw. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In in the book, you literally had to go through the entire movie of war games and recite all of Matthew Broderick's lines from memory. Mm. And and Spielberg Spielberg was like, that's kind of boring. Can we like shake this up? And Steven Spielberg was actually really close with uh, Stanley Kubrick, who, uh, you know, like he worked on this movie called AI with him for yeah. like 10 years. Yeah. So, so basically Steven Spielberg came up with the idea. It's like, Hey, I want to shout out to Kubrick. Can we make this into the shining? Which, be, because it was a Warner brothers you know, movie. Yeah, you know, was, I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Which was really interesting. Cause one of my favorite parts of this movie is when the dude, I think his name is Zed or Z or something like that. The big dude. That's um, the main character's friend. H H. Thank you. Um, he goes into the, he, he goes into room two, three, seven and he like, he sees the bathtub and I'm like, wait a second. This is like a PG movie. How far are they going to go? I right. thought the and same thing. They were like, we're going to go all the way, guys. And they were, we're like, go as far as that we fucking can. crazy bitch came out of the bathtub and was like trying to kiss him. And she then started super trying to shank him with his freaking knives and shit. I was like, oh, my well, God. Well, the great thing about the the Shining sequence is that so basically like that entire scene was like CGI. And they actually took like frames from the movie and recreated them digitally and put in like the film grain and like perfectly recreated the look and feel of the movie like in this movie in a digital space when's the last time any of you guys watched the shining when's the last time you watched the shining i've never been able to finish it i'm sorry can you repeat that i said i've never been able to finish it never not my kind of movie i (gasps) do not like it not joking you have your thing i have my thing (laughs) is is it it too scary for you i don't know man yeah a little it's just it's I, i it's never I think I'm going to remember when I refused to watch the exorcist and I just said, okay, I'm just going to watch this movie. And then it was really dumb when I watched it. I think I'm going to have probably have to do that this October. With yeah. The I, I, I want to say that the scariness factor is about equal with the ex- yeah. exorcist. Cause I don't know. I just, it just never came up for me. I don't know why. I think exorcist is probably scarier. Do you? Yeah. June, when's the last time you watched the shining? Maybe a year ago. Okay. Gaddish. Probably the same time that, you'd watched it probably yeah i watched it like but but i've seen that movie millions of times i watched it like three weeks ago (laughs) i just i was like oh the shining yeah i haven't seen that in a minute oh it's more just like psychological freaky yeah it's not that scary no i'm sure it's not no it's not like terrifying exorcist is like demons scary yeah Yeah. shining is more have you ever seen the exorcist so what i did was um exorcist it doesn't seem like a thing that you would watch. No, we, we watch. Yeah, we, I have seen the Exorcist of Emily Rose, which I will the Exorcism of which is whatever the fuck probably it is. way scarier than the I'm Exorcism. never going to watch that movie again, <laughs> ever. You guys ask me to watch that movie, I'm going to be camping in the woods, and you're going to be like doing the podcast by yeah, yourself. Yeah. Um, but we, The Shining, okay. like this scene, the scene where these people in, the, in Ready Player One went to The Shining, like it was so fresh in my memory. I had so much fun watching him yeah. do that. Yeah. And you know, what's funny about this movie is like, so there were so many special effect shots that not only had to be created, but also like rendered and stuff like that, that Steven Spielberg went off and made the post, which was the Meryl Streep movie that he made. <laughs> Fuck you, uh, Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah, during, during the making of this movie. So like ILM had time to like do all the special effects and stuff like that. So like he literally like shot like the live action part and then started on the, uh, the digital part and that digital part, kind of covered the the making of uh, the post which i thought was kind of interesting that's cool i will say like 
I don't think this is a, a great movie, but I do have a lot of fun watching it. This mm-hmm. is, I think it was my second time watching the movie. Um, once I watched it, just when it first came out, I was like, oh, I'll check it out. Whatever. It's Steven Spielberg. It's cool video game stuff. This is the first time I watched it for the podcast. And I was like, I had a ton of fun with it, but it was, like I said, 90% member berries. Like I was watching like the Iron Giant, dude. I freaking love that movie. Yeah. I love Iron Giant. And when he showed up in the big final battle scene, like to me, that whole sequence of like the the good versus evil, big final battle on the on the snowy planet mm-hmm. or whatever, that was the best moment. This that was the top tier moment for this movie. A uh, uh, quick funny story. Uh so when we were before we watched this, we had started uh, the Ted Lasso show on on Apple TV. And uh, there's a scene in there where he's showing the Iron Giant to all of his players, and he and he turns to his assistant coach uh, before he has to leave to talk to his boss, and he's like, "In about 40 minutes, there's not going to be a grown man in here who isn't teary-eyed." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Wasn't Iron that, Giant's great. Isn't that um, the voice of Iron Giant? Is uh, it's Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel, yeah. <gasps> is it? Yeah, yes. it's yep. I am Groot. It's the same dude. Yeah, same voice. He says like two things. In yeah, games. well, it has no speaking lines. Honestly, but yeah, you know I hate animation. I love Iron Giant. A funny story about Iron. You hate Giant. animation, so you hated this movie. Because this movie's a freaking cartoon. It's ninety nine percent animation. <laughs> fucking come for me. My coming uh, for you. I'm saying Iron Giant. When Shut the, when the, Iron Shut Giant. Shut the fuck up, Tony. When Iron Giant first came out, I was I was pretty little, and uh, I remember going to a mall when malls were were, were still a thing. I remember malls. Yeah, and I walked in, and like they had this like PR team or whatever that was working on Iron Giant, and they came up to me as a kid, and they're like, "Hey, you're our target demographic. We would like to get your feedback on this movie and on where this, was this? I, it was in uh, New Hampshire." or connecticut or something like that yeah and uh they were like here's a couple of posters that we're doing for this movie that's going to come out soon what do you think could be better about it and i remember looking at it it was iron giant very clearly iron giant when he's flying into the sky and he's got the two uh jets behind him and their poster had like clouds or like smoke coming out of his feet and I remember I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, what would be better is if he had flames coming out of his feet because it would make more sense. Like what's smoke? Smoke doesn't do anything. But flames means you're moving and it gives you momentum. This is my seven year old brain freaking thinking this shit. And I'm like, I would change it to flames. And like, sure enough, after the movie came out, I saw it. and I was like, oh, oh, I remember they were talking about that movie. That. And then like when, start the, a podcast. when I got the VHS, it was like they changed it and they put <laughs> nice. flames on his feet. And I was like, yes, that's freaking awesome. So, yeah, I have super nostalgia for yeah, Iron Giant. That, that, that final battle scene in this movie, though, was freaking great. Awesome. Where, where it's just like you got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. You got Chucky, like, stabbing people with his knife. Uh, it, it's just like it was a really great. Oh, dude, scene. that moment where they're like, here, throw this. And he's like, he throws it out the window. And then the one IOI guy is like, that's fucking Chucky. They use the one F-bomb for the PG-13 rating. And Chucky takes out, like, 30 people yes. in, yeah. like, a second. <laughs> I loved it, dude. It was hilarious. Yeah. There were a lot, like there were a lot of Overwatch characters in this. There was some uh, Mortal Kombat characters. You had the Halo guys. Yeah. The Firefly, the Serenity showed up in in this. Yeah. Uh, at, at the end, like there was just like so many like cool little like references, and and there's so many in this movie that like I'm sure like I haven't even like scratched the surface on them all. Okay, so I feel like this movie accomplishes the thing that I think a lot of movies try, and it's like the. Making your audience like fully invest in something and feeling the things that the characters are feeling. Mm-hmm. Like when when there was like a tense moment, I was like, ee! like I felt like I was in it in this battle. Like, oh shit, duck. And like it, it it fully made me feel like I was 
in this movie. Mm. And I felt like that was a job well done and it, it accomplished what it set out to do. There was a couple of classic um, Spielberg things where like the main character lives in like a trailer park or something like that. Like a low budget, like flats, he's not rich. The stacks. The stacks. Yeah, the, the stacks. stacks. A trailer park, yeah. a vertical trailer park. Yeah, the vertical trailer park. Yeah. I, I, I like Literally. that because I was like, I laugh at that. because Last Starfighter. I think of Last Starfighter. <laughs> I think of Marty McFly. I think of all of the classic Spielberg characters who just like, they're down on their luck. They're not rich. They're just normal people. Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, but they go on oh, these. Rich. They go on these incredible journeys and these incredible adventures. I'm like, that's I very. Think you guys like this movie way more than I did. I was bored. Really? Yeah, this was a boring movie. Yeah, it was. I was just bored. No, Better than Game. It, it was. It was too long, and I was bored. I felt like the story was kind of simple, and they just liked to throw a bunch of. CGI out there. It's all it was. It was just, it was a cartoon. I feel like your Grinch heart just wasn't ready. For uh, maybe in my <laughs> heart's three sizes too small or something. I don't, I don't know. know. I, but, I uh, will, I will say that the, the final battle, the big battle where they have like Mecha Godzilla and Iron Giant, all that shit that they have freaking John one, one seven Spartan, you know, like army, like we, we, we could, it's cool, we could man. go for three days with all the little Little cameos, yeah. yeah and that's, it, that's what this movie was banking yeah. on. I loved how they even set up like, ooh, that uh, that app is fucking dope that you get to be like whatever robot you choose for two minutes. And then in the final battle, he chose the the robot for two minutes. He, and then, he chose Gundam. Yeah, and he had to like just fight until it ran out. And and you were, for me, I was just so invested. I was like, I, it's almost time up, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was cool, man. I, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I love this movie. What's your score? Jesus Christ, dude. I want to know what your score is. You, you want me to tip his chair over? Yeah, push him. Kick him. Kick him in the, in the kidney. Um, in the little dick. In the little dick. In his avatar's little dick. No. <laughs> you missed. It's that little. <laughs> I was in the pool. I was in the pool. <laughs> Miss they me, were bitch. <laughs> they were cones. They were cones. God damn it. There's just, I, I understand where you're coming from, man. It's a lot of nostalgia. Like, remember berries. Yeah. That's what this movie feeds off. I that's, love that's, that's all that's really berries. Honest. But it's I a love, simple story with a lot of member berries. But I love myself a big old fat slice of member berry pie. Yeah, but this one, this movie did it. It was over, it was too much. I'll I disagree. Too much. That's all it was. Member berries off the vine and put them in my mouth raw. <laughs> I eat a whole mouthful of member berries. Yeah, nuts on. <laughs> Nuts on nuts. Nuts right? on nuts. <laughs> I love nuts on nuts. Any kind of nut butter would yeah. really do. You can just <laughs> eat me with nut on nut. Uh, I'm gonna say it's a probably it's a solid three and a half, almost four. If if um, I don't know if like Spielberg made a made a cameo in this movie, I think it might be a four star movie. Just got, I think you guys just Stanley. got Stanley. Right? Yeah. I think you guys just got a hard on. Because it says Steven Spielberg in the credits. I don't. I don't agree with you, but that's okay. What, what's your star rating? I don't know. Two and a half, maybe three. Two and a half. Yeah. Okay. I was bored. All right. That's okay. It's a boring ass movie. It's okay. Sorry. But you're the eye candy guy, though. I know, and this movie didn't do it. All right. I'm sorry. I don't know. No, that's fine. I'd, re I'd rather go watch uh, uh, Pacific Rim again or something. Fuck. That movie's <laughs> way more fun than this thing. <laughs> So we're gonna, we're going to talk about Pacific Rim at some point down in this podcast, oh, I can't wait. and I'm going to try and figure out what your fucking this brain is, is wrong with you. As soon this as we get fun. done recording today, we're having a basketball dance off. I don't even know what that means. And the winner <laughs> is the winner. I need you to drink less, Jude. What's your rating for four this Deloreans out of five?
five. Four? Yeah, I love this Holy movie. shit. Fucking fill me up with those member berries. I don't give a shit. Okay. Yeah, I'll sing all the songs. I'll dance all the dances. I'll avatars all the avatars. Give it to me. Four. Four. What's your favorite moment? Um, the, um, fuck, what's the guy with the, with the coin? What do they call him? The, the conductor or whatever. Oh, the Ask Jeeves guy at the, uh. Yeah, yeah, oh. I love that guy. He's who, Simon who, Pegg? Yeah. Yeah, who turns yeah. out to be Simon Pegg at the end of the movie. Yeah. The, what, what do they call him? The curator. The, the curator, curator, the curator. I love the curator. He's okay. just like, I don't think you're correct in that, sir. And then the, he like, oh, I'll bet you all my coins. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> He's like, I'll bet you, bet you all my coins. And then he turns out to be right. And the curator's like, uh, bet's a bet, sir. And he flips in the coin, which turns out to be like the one life that he needs at the end of the movie, which saves him, which gets him like the, the, it makes him win at the end of the movie. It's just, oh, so Set up good. and pay off. It's fucking, it's fucking good. So he okay. helped, so he it's helped fucking him cheat. Good. He helped him cheat. It was really good. Good message. All right. I'm going to flip your chair over. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. Put you in a sleeper hold. <laughs> the salty gamer over here is like freaking freaking game upgrade. Don't fucking yuck my yum. Free DLC. Give him a more powerful weapon. Bullshit. Whatever. My surrogate and your surrogate are in a fight. I do butt stuff with him. <laughs> That'd be way more fun. We'll do some butt stuff. That's my, that's my surrogate's You can do butt specialty. stuff to me. Because you'd be the dude and I'd be the chick. And I'd be that guy, fat sweaty dude in the couch in there. I'm gonna make you my uh, hand puppet. Oh god, this is the greatest shit ever. <laughs> it's like new butt stuff. I'm gonna, put, I'm gonna put my fist uh, up there and make you uh, say shit. Rub some fucking like a muppet. Wonder bread with maple syrup Kiddish, on my face. What do you think of this movie? Uh, so you know, I, I kind of divide up Steven Spielberg's career into pre uh, Schindler's List and post Schindler's List. Wait, when what year did Schindler's List come out? Uh, late Before 90s? this, yeah, uh, I think it was like '94, '95, something like that. After. Um, oh, that's right. He was working on it at the same time he was working on Jurassic Park. Yeah. Okay. So uh, basically uh, everything after Schindler's List that he's done has been very disappointing and everything before Schindler's List was like classic. I'm with you, brother. And I feel like this is like his one movie since Schindler's List that is kind of like a callback to his old school filmmaking, um, <laughs> which I actually really love. And the book, which uh, was written by Ernest Klein, is kind of based off of like the quest for the Holy Grail. You know, and, and this is basically that story. Uh, right. In fact, even the main character's avatar is named Percival, who was like one of the knights in King Arthur's court. And he goes looking for the Holy Grail in order to restore um, King Arthur's court to its former glory. And it's basically the same story, but with like a ton of like great 80s and 90s references. And I, I even put stuff like that in my own books, you know, where like, you know, I'll take stuff that inspired me and kind of like work it into uh, my novels. Um, but I, 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 I truly love like this movie like like it's a fun movie i wouldn't say it, it's quite on the scale of like stuff like indiana jones or like et or back to the future or anything like that spielberg worked, worked on in the 80s but i do feel like it's as close as we've gotten to vintage steel spielberg in a long time and uh because of that i gotta give it four zemeckis cubes out of five like this is a very fun wonderful movie i want to make opinion. i want to make a shirt that says i'm a fan of vintage spielberg and it just has like E.T.'s finger touching Elliot. I think that we should do a classic Spielberg week. Ooh, that's a fucking great idea, dude. All right. Sounds good. We can just all gush over Steven Spielberg movie for two and a half hours. 
You Maybe we should have Tom on that week. Yeah, yeah, get the fuck rid of Vader. <laughs> this fucking salty bastard over here. Is, is, are we the salty nerd podcast or the I love everything podcast? You want to talk about the Goonies? <laughs> I'll shit all over the Goonies if you want me to. I think we're done with speaking of, speaking of the Goonies. Speaking of, if you want to win the Goonies DVD and also Godzilla, King of the Monsters. <laughs> you got to listen to the show prior to this one. Yeah, you got to type I'm in the code. Go to saltinerdiscord.com and type in the codes zombie juice. Don't tell them the code. They got to know what the code is already. If they've gotten this far, they've got to be fans all at right. this point, right? That's fine. Yeah. What was the second code? Egyptian. 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 That's right. <laughs> That's my field sobriety word. Head over to Discord and let us know what the two secret codes are. Zombie juice and Egyptian. Um, all right. That's it for the today's episode. We had a, I had a ton of fun this week. I had more fun than I thought I was going to have. Um, Gamer's the best movie of the week. Sorry, guys. You are incorrect. You're all wrong. Surrogate. <laughs> Surrogate? We suck. Ready player one. <laughs> we like all over the place. All right, V, where can they find you on the socials? Um, you can find me at MattVader74 on Twitter and all the rest of them. What are you doing on Saturdays? Star Trek talk. Great. Here on this channel. <laughs> 10 p.m. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Yeah. All right, cool. Jude going on you can find me at i am juju on instagram and on tiktok and you can find me uh playing trivia once a month with our patreon members so join the club at saltinerclub.com at either the five or thirty dollar tier and you can come do trivia with us once a month yep the next trivia is firefly yeah which uh you better have your freaking a game ready <laughs> you better have your a game ready just saying the last one you tied with anima oh. which which is it's it's a it's a it's it's a contested victory. <laughs> true, true. But you've been working so hard. It's the 2020 election of the salty. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't let any of these guys know any of the the trivia questions or the answers or anything. I do it all myself, and so we all participate. And if you're a Patreon member, you participate with us, and we play against each other. Not with me. I'm the MC. Uh, and Alex has been working so hard to try to win trivia, and you're you're coming I'm, oh, up in the ranks. No, I'm, you're listen, coming up listen, in the ranks. I feel I, I feel strong for you. I've got Firefly. Okay, it's in the back. I'm excited for you. It's my victory coming up. Anima I wish, I wish, that, show was, I wish I, that show was better. I think Anima needs a new title because uh, she she she, she, well, tied. she tied the last one. So is she still the the two time trivia champ? Or I, don't is know, she I haven't the made it. You can't take her champs away. Yeah. Yeah. So no. of course. Yeah. So An Anima is the reigning champ right now, and she's the one to beat. So join the club and see if you can beat her because nobody has been able to so far. Yeah. All right, Kadish, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H. And uh, you can also find me at kadishbooks.com. That'll take you to my Amazon page where you can check out my books. And also, if you'd be so kind, go to saltynerd.com forward slash rate, R-A-T-E, and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We're trying to get up to 200 so we can be officially verified by Rotten Tomatoes as movie reviewers. Uh, we're at about 150 ratings right now. So anything that you guys can do will help us out, and we'd really appreciate it. All right, guys, you can catch me in our Discord app, saltynerddiscord.com. I'm there every single day chatting with our people and having a great time talking about movies and...
I don't know what just happened. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. Let us know what your favorite uh, human sim surrogate freaking metaverse movie no, is. No, don't. We don't care. Yeah, comment <laughs> below. Tell, tell us what your avatar would be. Yes. yes. Oh, that's a great idea. What would yes. your avatar be? Would you be a barbarian space Viking like Vader over here? Or would you be a handsome man like me? All right, that's it. We're done. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Stay salty, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>